Dots, and welcome once again to another episode of the Virtually Dots Zeppelin Podcast, the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and NBR Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for. <laughs> I don't even like coffee. <laughs> uh, blueberry cream. Excellent. Oh my did you just, Which is did you just burn your, your your throat? Did you burn your throat? I, I, I didn't burn it. I'm actually I actually iced I, I actually iced some blueberry cream and drinking it right oh, now. Oh so you delighted it. That's what you did to your throat. Oh yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Alright. Anyways, I am your host, Nintendo, and with me as always are my couch potato bleh, learn how to talk, Joe. Couch potato cohorts. <laughs> Boss rush mode. Shazbot! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Where did our host go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 8 bit alchemy. Hey, it's a wonderful kind of day. And Parasite Steve. Blathering Blatherskite! <laughs> What's a semiflange? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on this episode, we are doing a sequel episode to last year's TV themes, uh, Things from Memory Part 1. So this is Part 2, and basically it's the same structured episode, but the only difference is each one of us picked a year, and we have three songs per year that we've each picked. Yes. So, so we're going to go in order from the, the oldest to... The not so oldest, but it's like newer. <laughs> not old, I guess. I don't know. Oh, new, new. It's like it's not uh, new, new. Uh, but... The least new to the most new. Yeah. Cue <laughs> baby noise. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm an uh, adult Mario, baby. <laughs> Mario Paint Baby. That's all we're referencing here. Yes. Mario Paint baby. Yes. <laughs> it's for those select few. <laughs> okay anywho so we are gonna jump right in and we're gonna go with boss rush mode hi that's me oh hi boss Uh, hi hi so so what year did you pick boss rush i picked the year 1978 holy crap i was almost a year old that was one year before (laughs) i was born i I turned I turned four that year in the in the northeast. There was a big old blizzard, lots of snowfall. Yeah, <laughs> the blizzard of '78. You guys, you know, one of my earliest memories of being like you know three years old, like a just a couple weeks before turning four, and you know being under like that. I mean, it was a large amount of snow in the first place, but when I'm like three and like three quarters years old, only being like two feet tall, those those mounds look a lot taller. Oh, the drifts! Right? You don't even know yeah. the drifts. So it was it was a neat memory to have, you know. But anyway, yeah, I don't cool. want to talk about that too much. I want to talk. My first show I want to talk about is Mork and Mindy. Mm-hmm. Mork, Mork, Mork. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, that definitely that. <laughs> um, and it was a show, obviously starting in 1978, starring uh, Robin Williams. You know, that uh, basically his breakout uh, role. Uh, Pam Dauber as uh, as Mindy. And uh, it was actually a spinoff of Happy Days. Which and, uh, I never knew. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know so that either. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, he, uh, 
the character was introduced in like a season, I want to say a season five episode of Happy Days. And I guess they just wanted to introduce like an alien character because Star Wars happened and, you know, oh, it had to be. I didn't realize this at all. <laughs> and uh, so, but the, the weird thing about this show is I, I, I'm, I mean, I don't recall exactly, but I think some, at some point in uh, the Happy Days episode, Mork mentioned that he's from the future because Mork and Mindy is set in like the contemporary time that show was released in like the late seventies, early eighties, whereas Happy Days was set in the fifties. Right. So right. it was like a couple of couple of decade jump there between you know, those two shows, even though they're you know spin offs. And uh like I said, it was a uh, Robin Williams breakout role and uh I guess uh, as he went in for the uh, the audition, he just went in there and like sat on his head on one of the chairs like he does in the Jeep sometimes. And, and they hired him right on the spot. And, Done. Uh, and, and, and we found our man. Yeah. And jokingly, um, whoever was in charge was saying, oh, he was like the only alien to, to audition. So, oh, wow. <laughs> they went with their first pick. Wow. So, like, the actual well, I, don't know if, I don't know if he was like the first pick. I don't know if he was the first one to audition. But like when he showed up to the audition, that's what he ended up doing. And like, yeah, oh, okay. that, right. like that's our guy. That's and awesome. Wow. I think that was a good choice because we all know is fucking amazing. He is. Yes. So, um, and uh, like the first season ended up being the most popular, and uh, the, the the popularity kind of waned in the in itself, uh, you know, during its four season run, mainly because you know executives, hey, uh, we're gonna switch things around, like you know the days and the plot points, because we're suits, we know what we're doing, and of course they don't. But the first <laughs> uh, season was. Uh, Basically, you know, Mark trying to get accustomed to, like, you know, observe Earth customs and try to acclimate to them, and Mindy obviously tries to help him. And then and at the end of the, every episode, he, like, you know, reports back to, um, oh, crap, what's the, the name of that alien there? Is it... All I can think uh, is Melmac, but I think that's Alf's plan. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's totally Melmac. Uh, I can't think of anyway. what plan it was. I know, I, I had the note somewhere else, too. <laughs> But anyway, his his main dude there, uh-huh. he's a, he's an orc and he's Mork from Orc and he came to Earth on this like a egg. Oh right, right, Mork from Orc, right? Yeah. Yes, an egg uh, egg shaped spaceship which would, could only fit him. Is it Orson? Um, I th- I actually you know that sounds right. Orson does sound right. Okay. So that, um, quick quick googling here, Google foo. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I've got like a page here, but it's like scrolled on like a completely different part of the thing where I got the. Ironically, like the, the the header doesn't mention Orson, but anyway, um, he reports back to Orson, and basically, like a little bit of a social commentary for the time too, on, on top of like his observations and uh, hmm. well, how he tried to acclimate, how he's been trying to acclimate. So I guess uh, in his in his home planet, uh, humor is forbidden. Well, that's not a place for Robin Williams, that's for sure. <laughs> no, he had to be exiled fast. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember seeing a lot of this uh, show. I mean. Maybe a bit of it as it happened, but I was pretty young, so I don't remember too much from like you know the late seventies and whatever. But I'm sure I've, you know, I, I caught some like years later in syndication. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, you guys remember seeing the show? Oh yeah, I mean I used to watch all the time. I I've it. I've seen the show on uh, I think it was probably Nick at Night that they would yeah they would have some reruns of it. So yeah. I I definitely did catch Mark and Mindy on a number of late night. Um, you know, just like Nick at Night things, but I had already known Robin Williams at that point, so I didn't, I didn't really realize that was his like big break out until like way later. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's it's Robin Williams being amazing. Robin Williams, right. you know, it's not like right. some right. actors where you see them early on in their career and they're super different or anything. It's like, nope, right. that's that is him. As full actually, full yeah, Robin, full Robin. Yeah, Robin yeah. Williams okay. is so good, and a lot of times he just like kind of like come up with jokes like on the spot that were better than what the writers were doing. That the writers kind of put their pride aside and actually left gaps in the script where Robin Williams could just like freestyle and just do what the fuck ever. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. Right. And yeah, freaking good move on that because obviously, as we've mentioned, Robin Williams and his awesomeness. Yeah. Right. I mean, is it about the product <clears throat> or is it about, you know, your pride, you know, come on. Right. Exactly. That's right. The executive, you know, when you know, would ruin that because they tried to change too many things as the seasons went along because, it you know, sucks so bad. Not, not, I mean, it, it was so like ranked often. number, it was ranked number three, I think behind like Laverne and Shirley and, um, Reese company. Wow. So it was doing great that first season, but then they moved it. It was cause it aired on Thursdays at first, but then they moved it to Sunday for whatever friggin' reason. Yeah. And it, and then that kind of like, heard it and then they tried to move yep. it back afterwards but the damage was already done it was already so, done yep yep way that's, to go guys that's what happens like every freaking time like when when a popular show show happens they change the day and then like yeah. gee what happened right like like oh uh, our our viewers were will follow us for sure like well right. maybe not and of course <laughs> right. you know decade te- decades later they still make the same mistakes it's like oh, oh yeah. it'll, it'll be different yeah. this time because i'm doing it no, right. no, it won't. Totally. No, just keep it the same. That's how people like it. They don't like change that much. <laughs> I know. Right? It's also possible that you like you know that Thursday slot was was worked better for people, and then they moved it to a weird other day that like people weren't able to watch. I mean, I don't know. Right. Like I remember yeah. in in you know you always figure like Friday is the big night, but Thursday was big. I remember in the nineties, like uh, oh MTV absolutely, like, must see TV. Oh, it was yes. always like the the night for like the half hour comedies. So that really mm-hmm. kind of became a thing. So I don't know if that was a thing at that point or if that was kind of where it started or or what. Right. But you know, Thursdays was a big deal for half hour comedies. At least ten years later or twenty years later, I should say. Right. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what it was like in '78. But uh, you just move it to a Monday night, and it's like everybody's like, "What? Nah, I'm not watching this on Monday nights. Monday yeah. night is football." Like, or, you, or they just don't even read. Or oh, they don't even realize where it moved. Like, oh, it's where I moved to. The right, it's not on anymore. They don't even realize the move. They just figured it just right. got shit canned. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that, that show's gone. Yeah, yep. I didn't get to watch a, a lot of the show, and I loved Nick at Night. And I just feel like it wasn't on Nick at Night when I was watching Nick at Night because I remember catching a lot of old shows like, you know, The Monsters and uh, like uh, Get Smart and. Uh, you know, I don't know, a bunch of stuff, like the many loves of Dobie Gillis, I remember always watching, and like, I don't know, just, just weird shows. Uh, but like, you got some more songs to play, right? Yes, yes, we do. So let's get to those tunes. Nanu, nanu. Thank you. 
Boss Rush Mode's block. So tell us about your other two shows. Well, one of my other two shows, because I can't talk about them simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me about them Mid- both. Take it one day at a time. Okay, it wasn't one day at a time. <laughs> All right, no, no, no. different sharks. No, <laughs> different strokes. Hard strokes. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so the first one, well, the, the second of the three I'll talk about is different strokes. Of course, you know, starting in 1978. Uh, and this was a show starring um, uh, Gary Coleman. Yeah. With his uh, popular uh, What You Talking About catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And Todd Bridges is Willis. You guys, mm-hmm. guys, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> that's who he's asking. <laughs> he's the one, he was yeah. the one talking. He was the one that's who was right. talking. <laughs> that's what they were talking about. Anyway, um, you know, a story of you know two Afri- imper- impoverished African American kids from Harlem being basically adopted by a super rich white guy. So, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I you know take that commentary as it is. I mean, that's still kind of you know I don't know if people <clears throat> like the show less because of that or or what what the deal was. But it, it ended up being a pretty popular show. Yeah. But uh. I also see Gary Coleman and, you know, I, you know the, the cast was actually really good. I mean, Gary Coleman was obviously like, you know, the, the bright spot of that cast. I mean, he was, you know, he shined whenever he was, you know, doing his thing. He was just very energetic, very, you know, animated. Yeah, super funny, super cute kid. And like, he was yeah. just really great. Right. Kind of a shame what happened to like pretty much the whole cast after pretty the much. show. Oh, I pretty know. Cast, yeah. My God. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't have a, whole bunch to say about the show i mean I, I do i mean i did used to watch it you know like probably around this you know obviously around the same time as you know mork and mindy since it you know started the same year um and i do remember enjoying it so this it's always one of those things where like oh it's a, and obviously like the theme song is like super catchy and all that oh stuff. yeah yeah such for a sure. great song yeah d- sure. definitely like i would say a classic theme yeah song for sure yeah mm-hmm. 
I think we got a few classic theme songs in this episode we're going to play. Oh, I mean, oh, just, just a few. Just a few. Yeah. I mean, no, Mork, and Mindy, Mork and Mindy was definitely a great song. A great, I it mean, is. a great, great intro, too. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Different strokes, though. That's, that's but not as iconic. Yeah. <laughs> I also do appreciate the, like, little segment of the Mork and Mindy theme song where it's, like, clearly the Star Wars theme song. And, like, what you said, Greg, about how, like, oh, okay, we're going to have, you know, he was a spin-off character because of Star Wars. And then the Mork yeah. and Mindy theme song has like that little snippet where it's like, oh, that's that's Star Wars. It's like, oh come on. <laughs> Who are you kidding? Yeah, that theme song went like oh like uh, when they introduced like different characters, like one guy's playing a guitar, then you hit that walk 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 Yeah, and, there's like, so many person. weird styles going on. It's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. And it all just kind of comes together. It's like, oh well, you know, this is this is the show, this is what's going on. Right. Anyway, uh, back to different. Well, like I said, I didn't really have a ton to say about different strokes. It's like, uh, it's like uh, all the like um, the, the the woman who played Kimberly, uh, Dana Plato, was uh, unfortunately uh, succumbed to her demons. She had a whole bunch of issues with you know drug addiction and stuff. Yeah. And uh, actually, Todd Bridges had his own demons with like domestic violence and stuff. And Gary Coleman, I mean, he was so short. I mean, I can't remember the name of the. Um, yeah, the disease he had. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't dwarfism, but, but it was something no. else. Right. But uh, I mean, he eventually succumbed to that. So, and well, the guy who played uh, Mr. Drummond, uh, Conrad Bain, or was it like already like four thousand years old? So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, he, was, he, I mean, he was already retro back then. So. Yeah. Seriously. So I guess he didn't have it as bad. <laughs> right. So Gary Coleman's uh, condition was called. Uh, it's really quite a mouth, mouthful. It's called focal segmental glomerulosclerosis. Sclerosis. Glomerulosclerosis. Yeah. It's an autoimmune disease that uh, affects the kidneys, and he was um, four foot eight. Mm. Wow. Yeah, pretty shorts, but you know. It's just, you know, at least they got to shine, you know, for the show. And I think Todd mm-hmm. Bridges is, um, at least as of now, is cleaned up his act a little bit. I mean, he had his rough times, but I think now he's doing pretty well. So at least, you know, that, right. that turned around. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he's, I, been I like, think he, he's been in and out of jail quite a bit over the years, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think over the last few years, I mean, I don't remember exactly how many, but probably the last two or three years at least, he's been, he's been doing better at least, as far as I can tell. Yeah, so that's good. At least he, he that kind of turned things around. So right, yeah, something, I think something I, positive I, came out of the show. <laughs> yeah, he, he, was, uh, right. he hosted a show for True TV uh, from 2008 to 2013 called uh, World's Dumbest. Uh, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And stuff. I do remember but, seeing that? Yeah, he was. You know, I mean, it's 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 honestly just another case of a a child actor, child who went yep. through you know, Hollywood and, and there are just countless of these and they end up having yeah. all these problems, these uh, terrible experiences and sometimes yeah. monstrous experiences that they went through right. behind the scenes, obviously, yep. you know, about yeah. stories and stuff. And, right. uh, yeah. and sometimes it's more just about like, you know, you're in the limelight, then you're not. Now what do I do with yeah. life? And then uh, just being exposed to the lifestyle, the Hollywood lifestyle, just, just being there. Yeah, you and, know, and I mean, yeah. you know, according to what some people went through, they, they, they were being fed like drugs and right. and stuff as little kids and yep. so they're already addicted basically by the time the show is canceled and they're like you know 12 years old or whatever yep. so it's, and, it's, and unfortunately the parents don't care as long as the kids making the paycheck mm, right. right certainly seemed that way yeah <laughs> yep. yep 
So he, th this show just was, I think, kind of the poster child for, uh, for that sort of a thing. Yeah. Because just so many of the leads, uh, right? So, such, such, you know, they were so in the limelight. Like everybody, you know, knew about the, like the Seven Eleven got knocked over, and like mm. there was, you know, that was always a thing that was talked about and joked mm -hmm, about right. and stuff. But I mean, these are real people, obviously, with you know, just just problems. yeah, yeah. Yeah, sucks, but but yeah, it seems seems like Todd Bridges at least. Uh, came yeah, he's fifty five. Yeah. Wow, and hopefully he stays on the upswing. Yes, absolutely. yeah, seriously. All right, so going to my third song of that trifecta is a mm. game show called Card Sharks, mm. which had a really friggin' cool theme song. I never right? heard before. Yeah, right, very, very jazzy and like, super you know, jazzy. And yeah, just this, like this dynamic show, I, and bombastic, like oh, it was it was a really yeah. cool one. This is one of my favorites. Yeah, and this yeah. was de definitely a show I did not know. I I don't I don't know anything about it. So this I used so, to watch a whole ton. Like this, and like Tic Tac Doe, which I also believe came out the same year, nineteen seventy eight. I used to just like watch those game shows whenever it was on. I I just loved it because at least part of it was easy to replicate at home because it was basically they were just using giant playing cards. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yep. yeah. Yep. So, like, the basic, actually, uh, the host of the first couple of seasons is a person named Jim Perry, who I'm convinced was the, inf uh, the inspiration for Guy Smiley. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't find proof of that, but that, I am convinced that he's the guy that inspired, you know, Guy Smiley from the, from the Sesame Street. But uh, the basic uh, premise of this game is uh, you get two contestants, and now uh, you'll have a, like a giant playing card. They'll stack five horizontally, like there's like a red deck and a blue deck, and you know, obviously each player has you know, a respective color. They'll have to answer a trivia question, and usually like, they'll survey 100 people. They'll ask some like, ridiculous, goofy question, and the person who has control tries to guess as close as they can the amount of people that answered a certain way. Like sometimes it's like how many people said that they would do like, uh, we, we surveyed like uh, 100 you know, women, and how many of them would get turned on by a spread of Robert Redford or some crap like that? Yeah. Like, I'm not even kidding with that either. I think that was one of the <laughs> questions I said. And then, then the person would have to try to guess how many women said they, they would be turned on. And um, the other person, after the other initial person makes their guess between 1 and 100, has to guess that the, an the actual answer is either higher or lower. So obviously the person wants to get as close as they can to make it harder for the person to be like, oh, is it higher than this number, lower than this number? And depending on who's like victorious in that question, gets to you know, go to the board and uh, get to you know, play, play with the cards. And they'll flip over the first card, and what they'll have to do from there, they'll have to guess if the next card is either higher or lower than the, than the card showing. Now a tie is an automatic loss no matter what. You're, you're porked if it's a tie. Like if you have like a three... And it flips up as another three, you're porked. So, it, that, so that kind of sucks. Hmm. Um, if you win a question, you have the option of changing a card. Like say like the initial card gets flipped over and it's like a seven. Like, oh, I want to change that card, obviously, because you know, it's going to be tough to pick higher or lower when you get a card in the middle. Right. Basically, the person who gets all the way to the end first will get a point, and it's like a best two out of three. And like the third and final round is like reduced to three cards instead of five just to kind of get it moving and stuff. Mm. And then whoever wins their two out of three will go to like, you know, the, the, you know, the big money card game where they have like three tiers. I think the first and second tier has like three cards and the last tier has one. And what they'll do, they'll obviously flip the card over 
you know, to begin like the, the bottom tier. And you'll start off with $200. Now you have to bet at least 50 to, you know, to pick if the next card's like higher or lower. Mm -hmm. um, obviously up to like whatever you got in the bank. So you just kind of have to keep going until you either run out of money or you get all the way to the top and, you know, and when you get to the very top level, you have to bet at least half of what you have. So there's a chance to try to rack up as you know, much money as possible, depending on how confident you feel in the next answer. It's like, all right, if you flip over the first card and it's like, you know, it's like a king, like, okay, I'm going to bet 200 that it's lower because, you know, the odds are pretty good in your favor. Then if like the next card is like a, an eight, like, okay, I'll bet 50 bucks that it's like whatever and just take a stab and like risk a little, just a little bit of money. I'll try to you know, strategize that way. And like, like I said, the card portion was always easy to replicate at home because you just get a deck of playing cards and just kind of like do higher, lower yourself and all that jazz. So that was always a fun show to watch and uh, at least replicate part of it at home. So I remember right. me and my brothers used to do that a lot and that was always pretty fun. Nice. That's cool. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. I, so when did the show run until? Uh, it had a couple of uh, runs, actually. The first run yeah. was like... Um, like 1978 to 1989. And then uh, it had a little resurgence in the early 2000s, 2001 and 2002. And then it recently got, you know, um, picked up again last year in 2019. I, and I, as far as I can tell, it's still going on. I haven't seen any of the other, you know, resurgences of it. So I don't know how faithful they are to like the original or if they've made a, like a whole bunch of weirdo changes because it's, it's now, now, not 78 then, so. Right. Right. When will then be now? Soon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, those were my three shows, and uh, hopefully you all enjoyed the themes that went along with them. Nice. I sure Very did. good. Very, very good. Uh, so, next up, Parasite Steve, what year did you pick? All right, so we're going to take a little bit of a, a jump into the future, and uh, we're going to stop at the year 1987, which I think is a pretty freaking good year as Absolutely, far as cartoons yeah. went anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I, have, uh, I actually have three cartoon shows. Uh, I didn't pick any sitcoms this time, and uh, all from 1987, and the first of which is one of my big ones, one of my most beloved childhood uh, cartoons, which is one everybody's going to know, and you're going to be singing the theme song, and it's DuckTales. Yes. Woo! DuckTales. Woo! Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Um, DuckTales, I really just don't feel like I need to say that much about it. Uh, it was a widely popular Disney cartoon. It ran for four seasons, and uh, it spawned one animated feature film that actually played in the theater, and I got to see it in the theater. It was called Treasure of the Lost Lamp, and I was so excited to see that movie. And uh, it was uh, DuckTales. Uh, all I want to say is I think this is pretty interesting. It was actually it was based upon uh, the Uncle Scrooge and other Donald Duck and other just Duck Universe as it was. I sort of just did air quotes. Nobody could see uh, <laughs> the Universe comic books. The, the Duckiverse. Yes. <laughs> the Duckin Universe. Yeah, actually, Duck Universe is an accepted uh, term, but they were yeah. created by this guy, Carl Barks. Um, and published between the years of... That's not a sound a duck makes. That's true. He should, he should have been <laughs> Carl Quacks. Carl Quacks. That would have been so much better. Or mid-dog uh, universe, either one. Uh, the so, dogiverse. Those comic books were uh, published between the years of 1942 and 1966. So they are pretty old. Um, right. So even by 87, they were, they were ancient stuff. You know, they were old. Yeah. Uh, right. And um, so 
what's kind of neat is uh, I learned this because I, uh, Carl Barks passed away a long time ago, but there was a guy who kind of succeeded him in the 60s, and uh, his name is Don Rosa, and I actually got to meet him at a convention oh, cool. one time. And so we were talking about uh, stuff, and he said uh, the thing that was neat about those comics was, because I never got to read them or anything, but the thing that was neat about them, because they, you know, it's like I've talked about before, my favorite cartoons are adventure shows. It's not right. like a sitcom that's animated, it's an adventure. We're going to go on this big thing, and it's, there's world building. There's pervasive characters and villains, and they right. talk about all this stuff. And like the Mickey Mouse version of Donald Duck, you just think Donald Duck and Daisy Duck, and then there's like Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and you know, and then maybe you might think beyond that and go, oh, he has an Uncle Scrooge or something. But like pretty much it's Donald and Daisy. Like they, all the other ancillary characters were, were actually taken from those comics. And what Disney did was they just sort of hired, uh, they hired this guy, this Carl Barks dude. And they said, do whatever you want to do. Um, we don't actually care. Um, we don't want to okay every decision you make, just keep it like in this sort of a, you know, demographic and don't, you know, use certain language in different themes and and do whatever the hell you want to do so he literally created like all of these tons and tons and tons of characters that you know you can look up like disney's ducks family tree there's like family trees that he drew and you actually figure out like who's how they're related you're like oh well who who's Huey Dewey and Louie's mom and who's who's like you know all these other characters you don't even really think about how is the Mc, how are the McDucks related to the ducks you know because if Scrooge McDuck is Donald's uncle like how does that work you know and mm -hmm. he figured all that stuff out and he had like all these um all these you know pervasive villains like you know magic of dispel was taken from there and uh, you know all this stuff so the show ducktales basically used that that the duck comic stuff as they found necessary they didn't they definitely weren't a slave to it and it's not the same thing it's not just an animated version of the comics and in fact when i met um don rosa he actually had a sign on his table that said this is not ducktales and so I asked him, what, why do you have the sign? Why is it not DuckTales? He's like, it's just not. It's just its own thing. He's like, the comics and DuckTales are similar for sure, but people just think everything's DuckTales now. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The show just got so big and, and left such a, an impression. And obviously we have the, the current iteration of the show that's on now that I just adore. But like the old show is, was really great. And, um, and so they did take some characters from, from that universe for sure. But, you know, they actually it really did become its own thing because they also invented a bunch of characters. So primarily the show back to the show, you know, we have, it's, it's, you know, Scrooge McDuck. It's the Scrooge McDuck show. And, uh, the nephews, Huey, Dewey and Louie are, are, you know, he's, he's now in charge of watching them. And the story in the show is that they are usually under the charge of uncle Donald, but uncle Donald joins the Navy, which is fun because he does always wear a sailor costume, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah true. So he actually joined the Navy and uh, he needed Uncle Scrooge to watch them. And he was like an estranged uncle at that point. And that was true for both of the, uh, the iterations of DuckTales. And then um, he, you know, he, he sort of hasn't really uh, had too much contact with his family in a lot of years. And the boys kind of break him down. And, uh, you know, he learns to love family again and uh, more than just money. And so uh, they had, uh, so we had Huey, Dewey, and Louie. We also uh, had, yeah, plenty of new characters. We had characters like uh, Mrs. Beakley, 
who is like who is the nanny and her her granddaughter Webby, who is like essentially the fourth nephew, but a girl. Um, she was always with them, but a little bit younger. And she was like that kind of like younger sibling dynamic where she's kind of always underfoot and wants to be part of the action and they keep kind of leaving her out, but they all, they all, you know, everything's very positive. Everybody loved each other and stuff. And, uh, there's also the, the crash prone pilot launchpad, launchpad McQuack, who I loved. Uh, and he was my favorite character until they, uh, they introduced the mechanical superhero gizmo duck, who is clearly just iron man. And, uh, and many, many others. There was a lot of uh, a lot of characters that were that were in it. Even even sometimes they were just in it one time, and and it was years later. I would learn, oh, that character was actually from the comics. There was a you know a lot of that kind of stuff, and it was fun. So anyway, fun show. I think uh, I won't say anything more about it. Let's uh, get into playing the theme song that you know you uh, you either love or you love to hate it because it just is such an earworm. And uh, and see what other two shows I picked. <laughs> yes. It's like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery. teenagers until one day we met some new friends from out of town they were called dinosaurs my friends and I became the secret scouts allies to these dinosaurs from outer space and joined in their battles against Genghis Rex and the evil Tyrannos the dinosaurs are well, follow them! All right, so that was Parasite Steve's picks so uh tell us a little bit about your your other two shows that you picked for us oh i would love to oh um, please do oh oh i will so <laughs> after after the tales of duck um you guys heard a very short very catchy in my opinion theme for a short-lived show called the tiger sharks mm-hmm. you got a tiger by the, by the shark, shark. Oh, oh, tiger, tiger shark, shark. <laughs> 
it's so goddamn fucking good and it's so short it's like 27 seconds or something it's incredibly short but it's right. it's great and um this show for those of you who do not know it was produced by rankin bass and uh by the same team that brought us thundercats and silverhawks so this was the kind of the third show that they did and uh, as Toy Galaxy pointed out in a really great Tiger Sharks video, it is the third of the Land, Air, and Sea trilogy, which I never uh, thought of before and mm-hmm. is really just so apt and fun. And uh, I thank Toy Galaxy for being awesome in general and pointing that out. Um, so yeah, same basic drawings and a lot of the same voice actors were used in all of those shows. Um, it ran for just one season, but uh, it had 26 episodes according to what I read, but my God, I feel like that's wrong. I feel like it had like eight episodes or something. I don't know. <laughs> I read 26 uh, when I did research for this. But um, unlike Thundercats and Silverhawks, which were um, you know standalone cartoon shows that would air by themselves, this actually was different. It was part of an uh, anthology show called The Comic Strip, which consisted of four... Yeah animated shorts that they would randomly play so it was on every day but like they wouldn't always play the all four i think you got three or something and so it was like a rotating schedule and you never know knew what you were gonna get the shows uh besides tiger sharks were street frogs which i just barely remember the mini Mm -hmm. monsters which i have zero idea what that is and also (laughs) karate cat Again, okay. I have no uh, idea. None of those are ringing a yeah. bell. Nope. Not Hong Kong Fooey. Not karate, Hong Kong Fooey. I'm sure, I'm sure Hong Kong Fooey could kick Karate Cat's ass. I'm just saying. Um, although he wasn't all that good at, at Kung Fu. Uh, but let's see. So um, the action of Tiger Sharks, it was really the only show I cared about. And at the time, I, I, you know, I was coming off a love for Thundercats. I didn't get too into, into Silverhawks, to be honest, but I loved Thundercats. And this, to me, like, aesthetically, I liked better because I've always been drawn to water stuff and sea creatures and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I, uh, it was the same idea. It's like, you know, instead of various half-human cats, they were half-human marine creatures and stuff. But the, uh, the, there was a little bit of a twist for it. But So the action on the show took place on the aquatic world of – are you guys ready for this name? Are you guys ready? Oh, uh, Give it to me. Watero. Oh, clever. It's just the word oh. water with a dash in it. I think of that. Right. <laughs> Watero. I mean, Watero. Water-o. It's like uh, Gobotron doesn't sound so bad now, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> oh, it was pronounced Watero, but oh, oh. boy. Uh, the members of the Tiger Shark team were humans, actually. They were actual humans, but through the magic of pseudoscience, could enter a room sized device called the fish tank basically everything in the show is named awfully like all the names are just horrendous i mean it was kind of like that in, in thundercats and silverhawks too i mean the bad guy of silverhawks was called monstar after all i know i mean let's <laughs> right <go>. right <laughs> so anyway there's basically this device it was basically the size of a room i think it was like a tank uh you'd wade into some like you know waist high water or something is if i remember correctly i could be wrong but it was called the fish tank and uh it would transform the characters into powered up uh, marine forms that were like half human, half various sea creature, and everybody sort of had their own sea creature that was 
uh, you know, of course, just a version of whatever their name is. Cause you know, yeah. forever. Um, right. Um, so the ship slash research station that they had was called the Sequest. Just kidding. Of course it had a way. To <laughs> it. it was, it was actually called, uh, it was basically the same thing as the Sequest. It, uh, it was called the Sark. Just the word shark without the H. Like, come oh, on. Come guys. on. Hey. Wow. <laughs> I really uh, dove deep for these. So bad. <laughs> so unbelievably dumb. Um, so I'll just run through the characters uh, as fast as I can because I think this is just fun. Uh, so the main leader of the bunch, the indisputed leader of the gang, was this guy named Mako. Again, you know, all these names they took five seconds to come up with. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if Boss Rush hated Pat Pending, he's going to really hate these. <laughs> um, so we had Mako... Um, who could turn into a, a shark, obviously. And I have to say, like, I don't know, like, there's something about this guy. Like, look him up. He's really cool looking and very, very different. Like, you could come up with, if you told 100 artists, draw me a shark man, like, they're never going to look like this guy. He doesn't, they didn't go with the obvious thing and give him big teeth. Like, he just doesn't look like you would think a shark guy would look like. But he looks really, really cool, in my opinion. And if nothing else, if you don't think he looks cool, he looks very unique. So, I don't know. I always thought mm. Mako was pretty cool. Um, and he was voiced by Peter Newman, who uh, voiced Tigra on the Thundercats. Uh, then there's Walro. <clears throat> <laughs> Not a shark. <laughs> older, older scientist-type dude uh, and haver of the worst name on the show. Uh, of course, he turned into a, a walrus. Haver of. <laughs> Like, oh, God. Like, at least make... I don't know. Some of these are actual names. I mean, Mako's he's literally like, just Wilfred Brimley. Walrus. Like, as a yes. walrus. Oh, guy. right. Yeah, he's just... He should be Wilfred. Yeah. I mean, or, or Brimley. Brimley would have been excellent. <laughs> Brim yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, we got to have a, have a guy with a big mustache, of course. Like, okay. Right. Uh, so he was voiced by Earl Hammond, who was also Mumra, the Thundercats, Nemesis. And my <laughs> didn't know what the fuck her tits were doing. I don't know. What was that quote? Uh, help you show uh, me your tits, my dear. Or show me your oh, tits, yeah. my dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Earl Hannon, you saucy bastard. Then uh, we have uh, Rodolfo. You're like, oh, Rodolfo. That's the. But of course, they just called him Dolph. Right. right. Of course. They, you know, of course. So, gee, I wonder what he's going to be. Second in command of the Sark. Fun-loving, a jokester type, of course, because he turns into a fucking dolphin. And he was voiced by Larry Kenny, other, otherwise known as Lion-O. Thundercats. Hey, guys. Okay. Then hey, Scarf. <laughs> I just want to talk like Larry Kenny. Okay. So <clears throat> then we had Octavia, the ship's captain. So kind of, kind of interesting. They, they didn't make the captain the leader. Right, the captain, like her job was to pilot the ship, literally. So she actually didn't get mm -hmm. a lot of like action in the missions, so to speak. But holy crap, was she the coolest character visually? Uh, she turned into an octopus, obviously. But um, again, a very unique octopus character. Yes. Yeah, she she's green, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She had green tentacles for hair, and uh, she looked just absolutely unique. Like normally you'd think, oh, the tentacles are going to be arms or legs or something. It's like, no, we'll make her hair, the tentacles. And I don't know. I just think she looks the best. Uh, she's voiced by Camille Banara, who was <clears throat> not Chitara. Actually, I have no idea what else she did. 
Um, <laughs> then there's a dude, they're like, okay, we literally are just going to make up a name that is the word we want, but we're going to add a letter. So uh, the guy who turns into the orca is named Lorca. <laughs> oh, just, just orca with an L. Like some fucking Dr. Seuss ass names in here. <laughs> and he, okay. was, he was the mechanic. Um, and so then we have the teenagers, Bronk and Angel, who become now, okay, Bronk, let's, serious question, what does Bronk become? It's not super obvious. Bronk? Uh, Bronk. Bronchiosaurus? <laughs> no, it's not a dinosaur, <laughs> but it's B-R-O-N-C. Okay. Um, this one, this one is uh, a shell. Is stretch. he like a conch shell? No, Bronk. no. Good guess. Good guess. This one's a fucking reach. Like no one would get this. I'm oh. looking it up right now. He t- he doesn't even it's, look it's like a, the animal a, that he turns into. A, a seahorse. He, he turns into a seahorse. Oh, bronco horse, like, horse, seahorse. Horse. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I know. I get it. <laughs> and then the <laughs> angel obviously becomes a fish, but she's supposed to be an angel fish. And finally, the right. tiger shark's dog, Gup, who does not become a guppy, <laughs> <laughs> but rather like a seal. I, I don't know, like a seal thing. Like I don't know. It's not a guppy. He's he's more like a seal dog. <laughs> Um, so anyway, those are, those a are sea, the, uh, a, sea, a sea lion. Yes. Something, yeah, something like that. A sea lion. yes. <laughs> hey, did someone say lion? anyway, um, the version of me. Hey, snarf. Hey guys, it's just about talking really staccato. All right. So, um, I'm going to just run through the villain names. I don't have descriptions. I'm just going to run through these real quick and then I'm done. Uh, because again, the names are so bad. They're gold. So the the main, (laughs) the main villain, Hey, it's better than Monstar. Uh, the main villains T Ray. And I will describe Mm -hmm. him. He is a manta ray sort of guy. And again, I think he looks pretty cool. Then there were the Mantanas who are the the, the Hannah Mantanas. <laughs> the Mantanas. It sounds like a 70s super group or something. Uh, um, then we have, okay, these names are just pure gold. Okay, I'm just going to run through them. Walleye, Shad, Dredge, Carper, Weakfish. <laughs> Not weak sauce, but weakfish. Uh, but Shad. Shad. Uh, <laughs> Captain Bizarrely and his pet drag sea dragon, Dragonstein. Okay. What oh the God. fuck? <laughs> Bizarrely and Dragonstein. Okay, this one's probably yeah, my favorite. Long John Silverfish. I mean, it's a little bit <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah, you know, okay. Silverfish isn't even a fish. <laughs> I know, it's a fucking bug. <laughs> um, uh, then there's just, I think then there's just the man who's made of a pure testosterone, Spike Marlin. Um, oh. uh, soulmate. Fish McLarge huge. <laughs> yeah, right. Fish McLarge huge. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, then there's Soulmate, who is apparently the... Uh, the only female on the bad team or whatever. I don't yep, know. Yep. Mate. She was, I guess, oh. playing on Soul. Soul, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Lump. His name is just Lump. And okay. finally, Grump's alone in a parking <laughs> marsh. <laughs> <laughs> he's Lump. He's Lump. He's Lump. He's, lump. he's, he's, lump. Lump. he's in he's Tiger Sharks. What's with that Don't you say like Lump Crab Meat, right? Like that's... He that's says he's a blob creature. Like, is he supposed yeah, to be a blob, blob creature? Fish? Yeah, it's like a slime know. or something. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, so anyway, that's basically uh, Tiger Sharks. It was a show that um, I actually didn't get to see that much, but I loved in theory, and I'm sure is terrible. But man, uh, Nintendo and I loved this show back in the day. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we actually used to like come up with our own Tiger Shark characters and and like pretend to be Tiger Sharks, yeah. like in third grade. <laughs> fully, fully remember. Okay, well, let's not fool anyway. It was last week. Okay, we're still in third grade. Yeah, we're still in third long, grade. I mean, it's yeah. it's because of the pandemic, you guys. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just don't blame right. Uh, so my final my final uh, song was the theme song to Dinosaurs. Yes, which gives me the uh, the opportunity to do my uh, my Ankylo impression. The dinosaurs are leaving, Bossasaur. Well, all of them. It's <laughs> 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 oh, uh, amazing. You don't get that on too many podcasts. Um, I'm not going to say we're the only one, but we are. Um, this is is another show that actually uh if if you're into it man toy galaxy did an amazing amazing episode on this show and um it is it is a show that uh i loved at the time but is probably terrible unfortunately both of those shows are not really super easy to see um i don't think there are full episodes on YouTube and they never came out on DVD. So it's like ah. there were some VHS tapes you might be able to track down, but they're just some not bootlegs. really easy to see, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but Dinosaurs, uh, one year before the animated Dino Boom, which is a friggin' thing of the late 80s. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which oh, included, boy, is uh, it. So this is a year before it, but really the land before time when it came out in 88, um, it sort of spawned some cartoon shows, and including a show called Dink, The Last Dinosaur in 89, <laughs> and right. another dino right. cartoon Dink. that I will be talking about a little later on. But right now, we're going to go with Dinosaurs, and mm. it's basically a show that um, it was like action-adventure type show of these uh, aliens that are half, they're like human dinosaurs, but they're huge. They're like Autobot size, basically, right. maybe a little smaller. Right. And um, and they uh, they befriend this just group of humans, these kids, and they become the secret scouts. Which I, I don't entirely know what that means, other than they just get access to like the the pool and the jacuzzi and all the like amenities of the dinosaur <laughs> ship. And they're like, oh yeah, anytime, like whatever. We'll give you your own like ring, and you can just beep yourself in. It's fine. Um, and so uh, yeah, just uh, basically the dinosaurs were versus their. It's very Transformers. You had their their sworn enemies, the Tyrannos, and and they sort of split up the species so that everyone had kind of a mirror image. Yeah. So like okay. the main villain is is a T Rex, and the main hero uh, dinosaur is uh, an Allosaurus. So they're, like they're similar. Mm-hmm. And then you had like a Triceratops matched up with a Styracosaurus, which is like a Triceratops, but has more spikes on the, on the neck frill and right. you know, a Brachiosaurus and just stuff like that. So they, they kind of all, all had like a counterpart on the other side, which honestly made it pretty fun. And they all felt like they had nemesis, 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 and, uh, nemesis, Yes. There were definitely <laughs> characters that got to be in, a lot more episodes than other characters, but there were enough episodes. Uh, I think that it got, uh, it, I, you know, I didn't write down how many episodes it had. I think it had 65. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Only yeah. one, 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 se- one season of Oh, yeah. Episodes. I did write it down. I, yeah. So that's a lot of episodes. One season. Right. For one season. Like, yeah, you don't so, get that anymore. Right. You get, like, right. less than half of that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like a decent length show. Like, holy crap. 
Right. We were talking about like how insane it was that Gargoyle season two had like 52 episodes or whatever. Right. This is the Jeez. first friggin' season and it had 65. So honestly, yeah, like if, if it was a normal show that ran for four years, it might not have that many. So that's pretty right. decent. <clears throat> yeah. And I, what, I, what I recall was that, like I said, even though there were characters that were in it a lot more, um, everybody got some time to shine. Um, so like, you know, I'm a big Triceratops fan. The, the Triceratops character is Tricero. They all have names that are like, you know, just whatever their word is, just like Thundercat names. Right. Um, yeah. But he was, he was barely in it. And I remember actually, even when he was finally in it, I kind of just didn't like him. So huh. you know, I'm pre-programmed to always love the Triceratops. I like the way he looked, but yes, I, didn't yeah. really, I didn't feel like he was in it enough. And I just kind of, he kind of came off like a pompous dick. Uh, I, I feel like he kind of talked like he was better than everyone. Mm. <laughs> Again, I, I could be remembering this wrong. This is just, I, I didn't, I can't confirm that. But let me just run through um, the, the characters, just like with tiger, tiger Sharks. So the dinosaurs were Aloe, who's an Allosaurus, Demetro, who's Demetrodon. Uh, Demetrodons, uh, not dinosaurs, but a species of early lizard that actually was before the dinosaurs evolved. But for some reason, in my kid life, every single thing that did dinosaurs labored under the impression that Demetrodons were dinosaurs. And they're basically like a big iguana-looking thing with a big, huge sail on its back, like you've seen it. It's like a big mohawk sort of fin, yep. but it's really, right. really mm. tall, like a sailboat. Um, so anyway, Demetro and then Bronto Thunder, which I always thought was the coolest name. And uh, hilariously, uh, the, the word Brontosaurus just means thunder lizard. The word Bronto means thunder in Latin. So his name is Thunder Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Super great. Um, nice. <laughs> which, is, which is a little like Grant Grant from uh, the movie Slither, but like a little different. Um, so uh, then we have Stego, who's a Stegosaurus, Tricero, the Triceratops, Bonehead, who is actually a Pachycephalosaurus, which is a dinosaur that uh, has a massive bony skull and uh, scientists believe would, uh, would butt heads with each other in the way that bighorn sheep do. Um, and then there's Icky, who is uh, like a fish looking guy and he was an Ichthyosaurus. And then <laughs> there is uh, Terex, uh, who is an Archaeopteryx. I actually kind of liked her name a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Archaeopteryx was the first dinosaur that was discovered with feathers. And now they believe a lot more of them actually probably had feathers. Um, but for a very long time, there was uh, some, I think there was only like two or three uh, specimens that were ever discovered for the longest time. And I think they were all in Germany. And uh, it's basically a, f- a flying uh, lizard. It looks very much like a, a very, very small, like, like a, velociraptor looking dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Like if you imagine them, but, but like chicken size, and then they had like flight feathers, like long flight feathers, but they also had hands and uh, very cool. Um, I, I just being a fan of all dinosaurs forever, my whole life, I obviously knew all these things. And I had a, an Archaeopteryx, uh, this mobile thing that was like one of those things where you'd like, it wasn't a mobile, but I don't know what to call it. You like would pull on this like heavy bead it was hanging underneath it and it would flap really slowly and the, oh yeah i totally know what you're talking going. about yeah i can't mm-hmm. remember what the it's like a momentum toy or a kinetic toy or there's a there's some word like that and um i had one that was an archaeopteryx i had forever um <clears throat> and then so anyway those are the dinosaurs and we have the evil tyrannos 
the uh, the main villain Genghis Rex. I always like that name. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> his uh, his primary uh, his primary toady Ankylo, the Ankylosaurus. Then there's Quackpot, who is a duck-billed dinosaur, probably a Quackpot. <laughs> yes, and he was the, uh, the, I believe he was the evil scientist. I, be, I think he like, would do like, a lot of mad science. Just very, only uh, the mad kind. Very, very, very angry science. Yes, just, very angry science. Just very, very agitated. Yes, yes. Uh, and then there's Brachio, who's uh, like a brontosaurus, but just kind of bigger and purple. And I thought, always thought he looked kind of, oh no, he wasn't purple. The uh, plesiosaurus guy was. Uh, Staraco. Styracosaurus, I mentioned earlier. Plesio was the plesiosaurus. He's a aquatic dinosaur that was the match for Icky, the ichthyosaurus. And of course, a plesiosaurus is like a Loch Ness monster type. So it has the long neck and it also had have like paddles for flippers for feet. Um, and then there's a character that I flat out 100% do not remember at all. I remember everybody else, but I do not remember this one character. Her name is Princess Di. And she's a okay. Dinonychus. And that's All Di spelled right. D-E-I. D-E-I. So Dinonychus oh, is really dad. what the raptors were in Jurassic Park because actual okay. velociraptors were much, much, much smaller. And the, uh, the dinosaur that they are the closest to, including the long toe claw, is really the Dinonychus. That's like more like what they were going for. But raptor sounds so good that they yeah, right. went with that. Um, so, um, one of the main <clears throat> gimmicks to the show, uh, that was, I think really cool. I really liked this. It was called dino evolving and all the dinosaurs have a button on their, uh, somewhere on their, like, you know, jacket somewhere. And like the star Trek communicator, basically on the, the lapel. And, um, and this would instantly devolve them into their primitive dinosaur state. Um, so you could actually, you know, they would grow and they would become humongous, like an actual dinosaur, which was fun. And the neat thing is they did not do this all the time. So it's not like you were guaranteed to see dino evolving in every episode. You weren't. Is uh, that a dino evolving pin on your uniform? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with your life? Like, well, I don't know. I figured I'd like dino evolve and eat the really tall leaves on this tree over here. <laughs> <laughs> they look scrumptious. Earlier, I swallowed some uh, some gastrolis. I think it should be okay. Um, so, the neat thing was when the dinosaurs. So this was dinosaur technology that the Tyrannos had not perfected, and I thought that that was so cool. So mm -hmm, the yeah. dinosaurs could do it, and when they would turn into their pre-evolved state they would retain their in intelligence and they would, I can't say the word until I can sound, sound stupid when I say that word, apparently, but <laughs> ironically their intelligence, um, <laughs> um, they would keep their intellects, but they would also um, be able to talk and stuff, I think. And, and when the Tyrannos did it, it was like even more rare because when they did it, they turned into like, they got dumb. They got to turn into yeah. just a cool dinosaur and so then they would have to like be reeled back in by somebody and then they would have to turn them back or whatever. Like it wasn't, it wasn't perfected technology at all. So it's just kind of like the space race. I don't know. It's like, mm -hmm. like, Oh, the Russians got there first. God damn it. We got to copy them or whatever. Yeah, um, right. So anyway, it's just kind of, kind of a neat thing. Um, 
Lastly, I will just mention one more thing. There is uh, an infamous toy line of this show that, oh. let me tell you, oh my God, I would have loved to have toys of the show. I really did like the show. And they, uh, it was a toy line that never got released. So um, originally, the, they were plans by the company Gloob, which was really a, a pretty prolific toy maker in the 80s. Like Gloob, yep. so many things were made by Gloob. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. to release dinosaur figures and there were prototypes made um, that were produced like a, a handful um, I think there was, uh, there was Stego, Bronto Thunder, Aloe, Bonehead Plesio, Quackpot and Kylo and Genghis Rex, Genghis Rex so four of each so it's like a decent amount but they were they were cancelled after the show was cancelled and so they just uh, took too long getting it out because the whole thing was like they're like okay we're gonna put out this one crazy massive show but it really was only one year it was only one right. season yep, yep. so they just didn't have enough time and then they for whatever reason the network decided to <laughs> go another direction which is so friggin ironic because the following year was was land before time so I gotta yeah. believe that if the if they had just gotten they rid just of the first stuck company, with it, yeah, right. they probably yeah. would have been a huge property. I mean, at yeah. least as big as Thundercats or something like that, you know, because Thundercats had a good amount of seasons, I think. And I don't know, it's 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 just weird. It's just weird. They were one year off from that Dino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eh, it was not 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 to be. And uh, apparently, these toys are the prototypes. And stuff like some people do have them, collectors do have them. Apparently, they are just ungodly money. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yes. I don't know if they were like maybe they were released in some limited capacity or something. Uh, and that's how because I know they pop up on eBay once in a while, but it's like, man, they are yeah, mad money <clears throat> hundreds yeah. of dollars for one stupid figure. But they were honestly, yeah. they looked pretty damn great and they were big, they were very, very large mm. figures. Yeah, um, these were because, like, like, if you think of like a G.I. Joe. Compared to like a Thundercats figure, the G.I. Joe is like the size of the Thundercats leg pretty much. I yeah, mean, no kidding, right? Thundercats mm -hmm. toys were pretty freaking big. And the, the dinosaurs seemed to be a little bit bigger than them. So yeah. they seemed like pretty substantial toys. And I'm sure I would have really, really liked them. But right. that was not to be. Right. Anyway, that is my block. I hope you guys nice. enjoyed the music and the Liberty Blabs. And I will shut up now. Nice. Cool. Actually, yeah, I want to add. I want to add one quick thing. Um, actually, the series did get revived as a comic book back in 2018. Interesting. Published, published by Lion huh. Forge Comics. So uh, I, am, I am pretty. I didn't know you could forge those things. I guess <laughs> you I could. I guess you can forge lions. I thought I lions can't were... be forged. <laughs> I thought lions were smelted. <laughs> I thought they were hatched. Lions snarf. <laughs> I don't know what Snarf's problem is. Maybe he has the corona. Oh, geez. Maybe. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho, moving on. Thank you so much for that, Parasite Thivan. Anytime. So, I guess the, the next pick would have to be mine. And yes. I picked the... It has uh, to be. It has to, well, it has to be because... No, we, we get it to be. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's I a privilege. Picked, I picked 1990 as my yaw and the first song that that we will play for y'all is this little sketch comedy show called in living color i loved this show as a kid so much yeah. i i remember you know watching the show back in the day with my younger siblings and we would just 
I just love this this theme song so much. It's so good. It's I mean, people know me as like this this metal guy or whatever, but no, I liked rap back in the day when it was fun and goofy. And this song is not exactly uh, goofy, but it is fun. It, yeah, it's a it's a wicked fun song. It's a, it's a fun song, and the show. show is equally as fun. I yeah. love this show. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's basically um, the black version of Saturday Night Live, and yeah, and of course, you know, it's like the, the whole most of the cast is all black except for like a couple of people. Um, Jim Carrey actually got his big break on the show. Mm-hmm. Which sung by James Carey at the time, right? Oh, pardon right. us, right? Right. Um, Used his full name, like his parents. Yep. And uh, also, uh, Jennifer Lopez got to start on on the show. She uh, she oh, didn't wow. uh, she didn't act in anything, but she was one of the Fly Girls. Right, she right. She was one of the dancers. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so of course, it was the brainchild of Keenan Ivory Wayans, who is the uh, the eldest Wayans brother, and yes, and he was always kind of my favorite of the Wayans. I, uh, I he. he Put out a couple movies that I enjoyed in the '90s as well. After this, mm-hmm. but uh, he right. did a couple like random like I don't know action movies that I just really enjoy. But um, uh, yeah, he he was he was really funny on this show. And of course, Damon Wayans. I mean, Damon Wayans was yeah. He was. I, mean, like, I think him, Damon him, and, and, Jim. and Jim. Yeah, him and Carrie were like the oh. the top two actors on the show. There's mm-hmm. uh, like like all of their skits that they've done. Yep, was just top notch it was they had so hilarious. many characters like everybody always quoted this show you'd go to mm-hmm. school it was one of those things and at that time like nobody gave a crap nobody my age that i knew of gave a crap about saturday night live nobody right everybody right. was watching and loving living living color because you know it was on i remember it was on sunday nights at a mm-hmm. reasonable time uh as with saturday night live was like you know wickedly at night on a saturday night and uh, us kids weren't staying up that late to watch that show. Um, but yeah, you know, Jim Carrey's characters were, were amazing. You had Fire Marshal Bill. Um, Let me show you something. Let me show you something. <laughs> um, what was his other character? Uh, he, uh, he did a parody of uh, The Juice Man. Oh, yes. Yes. That, that, <laughs> I, I forget who that, what his character's name was on that, but that was... I die laughing every time I watch that. We one. played the uh, the lady who took steroids. She's like, yes, Live young yes. and die pretty. Oh, <laughs> yes. It takes like the uh, the uh, the hair curler and like burns his lips so his lips get all like burnt and perky. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, it's gross. <laughs> and uh, Damien Wayne's, you know, he has um, homie the clown, homie the clown, homie the clown, homie don't play that. Um. What else? Uh, men oh, on film. Men on film. Men with David Allen career. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, two snaps oh, if your zip is up. Yeah. <laughs> two snaps up and around the world. <laughs> oh my god. They were. So men good. on film. Men on film. Men on sports. Like the, the same two yeah. two people. Awesome. Awesome so stuff. Funny. Um, who else was on there? Uh, uh, the the Wayne. Basically, the entire Wayne family. Yo, I don't remember the sister's name. What was Kim? her name? Kim. Oh, Kim Wayans. Okay. Kim Wayans. Um. She did a she did a pretty good uh, Whitney Houston impersonation. Um, cool. Well, Sean. She did Sean a couple White- uh, musical impressions. I remember she also mm-hmm. did Tracy. Oh, what was her name? Tracy Allman. Not no no no, 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 no. That, that's, Tracy, no that Tracy Chapman. Yes. Tracy Chapman. Yes, Tracy that Chapman one. Too, yeah. Yes. Yep. Wicked good. Oh, stuff. God, I haven't thought about Tracy Chapman. 
fucking decades. <laughs> I know, um, right? Has anyone really? I hate to say it. I don't know. Well, probably somebody. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, the show is awesome. It lasted for five seasons. Unfortunately, I, it should have gone on longer, but no, it is what it is. Yeah, by that time, like, I remember, like, Damon had left because he did Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis. Yes. That, that actually did really, really well. Yes. And he was like, I remember the episode where he left and Keenan was like, you know, we're losing my baby brothers embarking on a blockbuster movie career and, and all this stuff. And I think that Damon like didn't quite make the movies that we thought he was gonna. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But obviously later on, you know, we got a million right. movies from uh, Sean and Marlon. Really oh yeah. 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 None of them porn. No, none. No. What's the fuck? <laughs> that's, that's true. What the hell, guys? Disappointing. <laughs> more porn. That's Super disappoint. But, right. uh, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're into that brother on brother stuff, but you should check out uh. some supernatural fanfic. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Wincest yeah, for the win. Wincest. They know Wincest. we're brothers, right? Uh, Wayne says, oh, so I will now play the rest of my picks for you guys. So here it is. Boop. Like a balloon, you see, it's never too late and it's never too soon. Take it from me, it's I to be in living color. And how would you feel knowing prejudice was obsolete? And all mankind danced to the exact beat, and at night it was safe to walk down the street. We're all a little loony. It's tiny, two different chicks coming 
there's a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air In West Philadelphia, born and raised On the playground is where I spend most of my days Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all Shooting some b-ball outside of the school When a couple of guys who were up to no good Started making trouble in my neighborhood I got in one little fight and my mom got scared And said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air I begged and pleaded with her day after day But she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket I put my Walkman on and said, I might as well kick it First class, yo, this is bad Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass Is this what the people of Bel-Air living like? Hmm, this might be alright I whistled for a cab and when it came near The license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror If anything, I could say that this cab was rare But I thought, man, forget it, yo, home's the Bel-Air I pulled up to the house about seven or eight And I yelled to the cabbie, yo home, smell you later Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there To sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel-Air And that's my picks right there So uh, I will go on and talk about my second pick Which is Tiny Toon Adventures. It sure is. Fantastic show. Fantastic show. I I love it. I love the theme song. Um, The show is obviously awesome. Uh, It's kind of like, I want to call it like a spiritual successor to Looney Tunes. Um, But obviously it didn't like take off like Looney Tunes did. I mean, it had a few seasons, but like like three seasons, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Three, Three seasons. 98 episodes with 163 segments which is Holy definitely God. respectable that's a lot right you know yeah, i mean it's no 65 episodes <laughs> right <laughs> per season <laughs> per right per season but you know whatever it's another it, number it, right. it is another number and this right. was definitely i feel like you know i watched looney tunes but tiny tunes was what it was all about when i was growing up i, yeah. I loved this show yeah i mean the, the funny thing is like even as a kid i was never that huge into looney tunes i mean i liked it yeah but i wasn't like I super super huge into it um yeah. i wouldn't like go out of my way and watch it but like if someone had it on tv i'd you know watch it obviously mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. tiny tunes i just connected right away i just loved it i loved the fact that uh you had uh, Buster Bunny and Babs Bunny, and they always say no relation in every yeah, episode because yeah. they share the same last name. Yep. Right. Uh, and, and then you have uh, Dizzy Devil. You have Plucky Duck. Uh, who's the pig's name? Uh, Hampton. 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 Yeah. Uh, Get it, Hampton. <laughs> oh yeah. It's really funny because oh, yeah. I didn't get it for a long time. Like that didn't. That joke did not occurred to me when i was a kid in fact i remember thinking like i wonder why they picked hampton that's such a random name (laughs) 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 right over (laughs) yeah they like they like all had uh analogs to the looney tune characters yeah and some of them were real fucking obscure oh yeah totally right i mean you know you had the while you know wiley coyote and the roadrunner had like what calamity coyote and little beeper but but then there was like the mouse 
the mouse that was Sneezer, he he had yeah. a, he had a character that was only in like a couple wicked old Looney Tunes. Because actually, I loved Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes was my bag. That was my favorite mm-hmm. old cartoon. I didn't really like Tom and Jerry that much. Yeah, me either. Or, yeah, or anything. But like, I don't know. Looney Tunes was was my favorite. So like, um, I do remember the mouse, and I think his name was Sniffles. And so they turned yeah. Sniffles into Sneezer. But oh, okay. what a small character. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sneezer wasn't in it a lot either, but they still gave him a character. Or like my favorite character, Go-Go Dodo, was based on <laughs> the Dodo, which was a character from one friggin' cartoon from like the 30s. It was, it was oh. Porky Pig's Adventures in, in Wacky Land or something. It's either... Porky Pig in Wacky Land or Adventures in Wacky Land, but Wacky Land was also in Tiny Toons. They took the Dodo, they made him into Go-Go Dodo, mm-hmm. and then they also took the place that he lived in, which was basically like a surrealistic Salvador Dali painting come to life. <laughs> right. Full of like puns and like, it was all visual puns. And um, I don't know, it was just a weird place, but it was like, next to where they all, all the rest of them lived. They all lived in Acme Acres, but you could get to Wacky Land. There was like a way to get to it or something. Yeah, right. It was adjacent. Yes. <laughs> I was like the Dodo, like the character went, that went go, go, go in the NES game between levels. Uh, no. No. I always no. think that. I'm always wrong. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh. I can't remember his name, but he's a Condor, but he's yeah. another Con- great. Con- Concord? Concord, Concord, Condor. Condor. So yeah, he's okay. another great example of a freaking insanely Such small character. Such an obscure character. character. Such a small right. character. One yeah. Bugs Bunny cartoon. One. And Bugs Bunny just ran afoul of this Condor that wanted to eat him. Yeah, he's based on huh. Beaky Buzzard. Okay. Uh-huh. And he's just some, yeah, random one-off character. Yes. I never heard that name before. That's so crazy. Right. So crazy. Right. Yeah, the, right. And then you have Montana Max, who was like the, the rich kid. Right. Of the show. Was like yeah, a, he was like was Yosemite Sam Montana Max. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yep. yeah. He was like technically like the villain of the show. Yeah. Um, Elmira, which I had already mentioned. Elmira is like, um, you know, she loves animals and wants to hug him and squeeze him and hold him until they die or whatever. Um, I think she she wasn't that small of a character, I don't think. Elmira was huge. She no, was, she was, she was another villain. I mean, she was one of the other. I th- oh, I right, think right. Like, like, she, I mean, she wasn't like intentionally a villain, but she Right, but she was. Like character, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So she was like, you know, she loved animals way too much. She's basically the character from Finding Nemo. That's the, the girl but who I was loved thinking, the fish yeah. to death. Fishy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yep. uh, I'm reading the uh, the thing here. It says uh, Elmira is seen as an, an extreme pet lover, so that kind of makes sense. Mm. So yeah, so she is considered as a villain. Um, Byron Bassett, who is the the Bassett Hound. My God, I don't even remember this character. Um, I think he, he's in the video games too. He's like the the big dog. No, the big dog's Arnold. Oh yeah, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, Bar- Barky Marky. I don't remember Barky Marky. Yeah, Byron Barky Bassett Mark? was the Bassett hound that just like snooted around on the floor, like his his like <laughs> muzzle would move around and oh, like, yeah, you yeah. just like you know vacuum cleaner around on the okay, floor. Like baby. I I yeah. I'm looking at I, I remember a picture of him, but I've never heard his name. What right. was his name again? Byron Bassett. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. He does look familiar. Huh. Right. I think there was a missed opportunity for Barky Mark. <laughs> yes, there definitely <laughs> was. Definitely right. was. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, definitely, like, one of my favorite shows growing up. Um, also, you know, like we mentioned, you know, those, you know, uh, games uh, of the show. There was, like, two for the NES, uh, one for the Super Nintendo, which is by far my favorite Tiny Toons game. Um, there's one for Me the too, but I, I also enjoy the first one for NES. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do too. Bit. I think that game is really fun too. Yeah, the first yeah, one on the NES sure. is great. Oh, yeah. Oh, was there one for the Sega Genesis, like Tiny Toon Olympics or yes. something? Yeah, uh, there, there was, was Buster's Treasure Hunt. Yeah, Treasure Hunt. Well, yeah, okay. that's the other one. Yeah, I, I okay. have that one. I have that one. Um, the second one for the NES was... And like, it's... Uh, I remember... Go ahead. I remember, like, the Genesis one's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I, mean, what I remember. I, I remember yeah, a lot. It was, it was ill side scrolling, like the Super Nintendo one and the NES one. Oh, I'm thinking of something else then. Because the one I remember was, like, a bunch of mini games. Yeah, I think oh, I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, no, that is, that is the second NES one. Yeah, that's. I don't uh, know what it's called. Oh, it's it, Adventures it in Wackyland. Yeah, uh, tr- oh. Trouble, in, Trouble in Wacky Land. Okay, so I'm I don't know what the Genesis is different then. then. But the. the the second, well, then that's just funny because the second one on the Nintendo is like short mini games, and you can yes. only play like every every game has just one character, so it's a bummer because all the other games, well, not no, that's not true. The first the first Nintendo one, you could choose characters, yeah. You could choose, but you had to be Buster, and you could choose a helper, which you yeah. could turn into, which was super fun. But in this game, it's like, okay, you want to be Plucky Duck? Oh, this is the Plucky Duck level, right? If you want to be. Babs, because you couldn't be Babs in any other game, so it's like, oh, cool, Babs gets to be playable, but it's just this one game. Like, so Boss Rush, you are you are thinking of Tiny Toon Adventures Acme All Stars, which is for the yes. Genesis, and yes. it is all little sports mini games. Yes. Oh, that, geez, yeah. I've, I've never that. played this one, but yeah, there's like yeah, basketball played, and bowling. I and, remember, yeah, I remember liking like, that uh, game. Yeah, it, it looks like cool. Yeah, it's so fun. I never played, I never I played that, one. that one. Actually, there was uh, another one. For uh, the NES, I think that was like a Acme uh, Acme Studios, some, something like that. You could, like make oh my make god, their own cartoons. cartoons. I remember yeah. renting that. I think that was for the Super Nintendo. So because I remember renting that one time and being like, oh, this Hold isn't up. the Tiny Toons game. I the thought Tiny Toons one was for Nintendo, but they did do a Looney Tunes ones that w- that was like a sequel sort of for the Super Nintendo. I know a hundred percent what you're talking about that uh so let's 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 google box it uh is. Mm. they're tiny they're toony they're, they're all a little loony. Loony. Tiny Tune Adventures so tiny Tunes cartoon Challenge. workshop so tiny Tunes uh, yeah. cartoon workshop was for the nes yeah and uh yeah i forgot all about this i actually enjoyed this game it was very 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 simple probably unplayably bad but i just <laughs> so loved anything that allowed me to get some animation in there that i was i was like fascinated i for years <laughs> i wanted to be an animator and uh I, that did not happen but um I, I was really fascinated by it. And I, I remember renting this game a couple times and thinking it was pretty fun. I wonder yeah. if this game is worth money. This seems like a game that would just Yeah, not I've be never massive. come across this game yeah. in the wild, like yeah. at any convention or anything. Right, right. I bet you it is. Let's see. Buku Bucks. Let, let's see. Buku Bucks. 
I'm also, interestingly, right uh, the developer of that Cartoon Workshop game also made a Colibri, the extra oh. beautiful hummingbird game from the Sega Genesis. This, Sega, this game Sega is not worth X. shit. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it's not <laughs> worth it's much not of anything shit. at all. Yeah. No, not at all. Crazy. Grand... Complete, complete in box is like 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Nice. Oh, wow, no shit. That's so funny. Yeah, oh, so you can, uh... Quite attainable. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I forgot right. all about this one. That is yeah. so fun. Yeah. yeah, wicked fun. That's cool. So, like, decent games. Like, even if you don't count that one, I mean, and maybe the yeah. Nintendo one. Right. In all, pretty decent games for a license. And, yeah. uh, you know, that that's a decent amount of games, too. Yeah. I mean, there's also, they had yeah. games for the PC as well. I mean, they weren't very good, but... Yeah, I mean, they, they had, had games them. for... Yeah, they had them. It's, so the that's Super really Nintendo cool. one, though, Buster Bust Loose. Yeah, I agree. That's the best one. And... Honestly, like that game is one of the best looking games on the Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, the it's crazy. It just looks like yeah, it just looks like a cartoon. It's it so awesome. So it's good. Very different looking than any other game. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, the the only drawback is that you can only be Buster, yes. but that's that's okay. I mean, the game is still amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's also pretty short and pretty easy, but like it was a game that I owned and I played through a million times. Yep. It was like one of those things like, okay, yeah, it's short and easy, but that those are okay to have too sometimes because mm-hmm. those were the ones that I played through. The long games, I never played through. I don't understand how people play through like, you know, Red Dead Redemption three times. They're like, oh, yeah, God. Oh, yeah. like 100 hours the first one, about 112 the second one, I'm on my third play. Like, what the friggin' hell? Look, I, I can't imagine finding that much time in life. Like, but like, I don't know, the, the long games I only played through once, but uh, yeah. short games I would play through tons of times if they were really good. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, All right. Goes. Tiny Tunes, very cool. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so my, my last pick is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, again, you know, a rap, a goofy, fun rap song. Yep. That's so unlike me. And, uh, and not only is this theme song amazing, so is the show. Um, the show tackles so, so many issues that we're still facing today. Right. Uh, We all know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Will Smith as, you know, the Fresh Prince. And this is like his first acting career. His his start to his acting career, and, to an uh, insanely successful acting career. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not Damon Wayans level. <laughs> Far beyond <laughs> Damon Wayans. Far beyond no. that. Far no beyond offense that. to Damon Wayans, but I mean, yeah. So this show lasted for six seasons and it had 148 episodes. Okay. Which is wow. pretty which good. Is quite quite impressive. Hmm. And uh, we have uh oh who's the uh, uncle. Uncle, Uncle Phil. Phil. No, who's Uncle Phil? Fuck, what's his name? Can't remember his name. Uh, hold on. I'm looking up right now. <laughs> I, I, had everything, I had everything. I will dine on turtle I, soup. The voice of yeah, Shredder from yes, the yeah, Yankee yeah, cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't know that he was the voice of Shredder for like the longest time. And now going back and like, you know, watching an episode, it's like, oh. James okay, Avery. So James, James Avery, yep. Yes. Can't believe I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, uh, he just passed away recently. I think a couple years ago, did he? Uh, I know he passed away. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. He did. He did. Uh, 2015. Uh, he pa- yeah. Yeah. Okay. About seven, almost yeah, seven so years. A little ago. while ago. Yeah. Which is sad. 
because yeah, I mean, he was yeah. he was easily one of the best TV dads. I mean, oh, he was an uncle, yeah. yeah. uncle sure. whatever, but he had his own kids too. But I mean, oh my right. god, but he, he was, was definitely like more of a father figure for Will Smith. For Will, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, is, that, yeah, there's that famous uh, clip that uh, you know makes anybody cry, supposedly. But you know when uh, Will's dad finally comes to see him. And then, uh, and Will is just like so happy. He's just so happy yeah. that he finally showed up. And he's like, Yeah, he's, he's thinking he's things like, are going to be different now. You know, he's yeah, gonna, think, right. He's in my life again. And say. yeah. And then uh, Uncle Phil gets that one, one scene with him alone. Yes. And he, he fucking lays it down. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to break this kid's heart. Yep. And it's, it's just like, yeah, there were, there were, this was a one of those shows that would like make you laugh all over the place and like man when it got serious it, yeah it got yeah real. got very real and and regarding that scene that you were just talking about apparently his real life father is like that oh so will he, smith he never, or james will, will 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 smith oh okay like his father's estranged and uh i guess something similar has happened to him in real life so i guess i kind of like Worked in spite, yeah, worked in for the show, oh, and when ooh. and when he was hugging uh, James Avery, he mm. was like crying, like he was actually crying. Yeah, yeah. The, the, those are real tears. They weren't. He wasn't acting. That's that was. I mean, he, he's a good actor. He's not that good of an actor, though. I mean, I, yeah. well, back then, I mean, <laughs> back then real. he wasn't that that good of an actor. But yeah, yeah. No, that seems yeah, that seems crazy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's super yeah. awesome. Right, yeah. And there were there were many times in that show where I was like, "Oh my god, Uncle Phil is my favorite character." Like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's I, yeah. I was, yeah, I was gonna say like, out of all the characters on the show, Uncle Phil, yeah, is the uncle slash dad. We all, yeah, need. it's like yeah. he's yep. so freaking good. And of course, yeah. you know, you have Carlton, who, yes. is, you know, it's just the, the that dance that he does, Alfonso, yeah, and the oh, eternal yeah. Carlton right. dance. Yes, yep, yeah. Um. Hillary Banks, who is like the the dumb one, the the Vivian? oldest daughter. No, no, that's um, no. What was it? The daughter's name? Uh, Vivian Ashley? was the mother. Hil- Hillary. Ashley. Oh, Hillary. Hillary's the daughter. Yeah. Okay. Vivian's the mom. Ashley's the younger daughter. Yes, and you have Jeffrey, okay. who's the butler. Oh my God, Jeffrey! Yeah. Jeffrey was an awesome character too. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, definitely this, this like so good. the best butler. Oh my God. Of any you... sitcom or movie or. Whatever. Sorry, yeah, right. Mr. Belvedere. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Mr. <laughs> Belvedere. You are, yeah. You don't, yeah. Jeffrey is the man. Played played by Joseph Marcel. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey was hilarious. He'd be he was he was British, and he had like he he had two. There were two Jeffreys, and it depended on what character he was talked talking to. Like depended on what Jeffrey you were going to get. He was either very very stiff upper lip stiff upper lip british like upper crust you know very very professional professional or or he's talking to will and he just has like all these like killer zingers like he's just he's just burning him left and right and like there's nothing that will can ever do to to, like ever top jeffrey it's like so right right and then he had uh the original actress who played vivian who was uh janet uh herbert witten uh she was on the first three seasons and then they switched uh actresses because uh, i guess her and will smith got into it or something and she got fired or whatever and they replaced her with daphne maxwell reed mm-hmm. um and and i will admit since she came on the show like it hasn't been the same because you have the the janet version of vivian she was more of a more of a 
powerful mother character yes. on the show. But with Janice, she was more of a, a laid back. Yeah, she didn't have that character. edge at all. At all. She had like, no at edge. All. She was very and, soft. She was just nice. It's like, oh, she's just nice now. Right, right. Okay. Just, but the other Vivian could get like, you know, mad and could like, she wasn't, she wasn't, you know, like, she was the boss. Unnecessarily right. mad, like, but right. she would. But you can you tell know, that she, she, was, she was the boss of the house. Yeah, don't right. mess with her. Yeah, even Phil would be like, oh, God. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. right. Don't tell your mother, whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, I like both, but yeah, the, the first one, looking back on it, the first mm. one definitely, I think was the more interesting uh, version of the character. They, they really were like two characters. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can tell like the show was starting to go downhill after she came on the show. Like it, it, I mean, it was still good, but it wasn't like, it wasn't very memorable the last Mm. three seasons. Although I will say the very last episode was pretty memorable because um, they were moving away and, and Will had to find his own place and he didn't tell anyone that he didn't find one yet. So he was basically going to be going to be homeless, and uh, and we don't know what happens to Will Smith at all. But uh, the family moves away, and you get that the last scene of Will Smith like looking back at the empty house, and that was it. Like, oh, no, that, that, that was like the, the final moment. That was like that moment's like okay, this show is definitely wow. done. <clears throat> I don't think I ever saw the last. Yeah, episode. I don't think yeah. I saw that episode yeah. either. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, the episode was pretty good. Yeah. I will admit. Uh, shout out to one other awesome TV butler, uh, and that's Benson, played by Robert yeah. Keogh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Who's actually yep. uh, played the character Benson for a long ass time. He also was, uh, so that show ran for a really long time, but also he was on, that was a spinoff. Uh, his character was originally on the show Soap. Um, okay, yeah. It started in 77. So anyway, he was he was like, I don't know. He he's another awesome TV butler. <laughs> he's yeah, really right. yep. yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So those were my picks. And now we're gonna go with Eight Bit Alchemy. What year did you pick, boy? Yo, boy. What? I had to go I I had to jump forward a little bit, keeping it in the same decade, but I, I went with uh nineteen ninety six. Oh because you know it's it's oh, like don't the, tell the that meat. to Randy Carter. Why Don't not? Tell that to Randy Carter. Those are two different decades, according to Randy Carter. <laughs> what, 1990 and 96? Yes. Well, mathematically, Randy <laughs> Carter, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Stick to your snacks. But anyway, <laughs> 1996, I just felt like meat and potatoes of the 90s. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to, to jump into, being the resident 90s kid and uh, the resident Mario Paint baby sound of this podcast. <laughs> so... <laughs> so uh the the first theme song that i'm gonna go with is one that i often underrate how much i love this uh, this theme song and uh this is the theme song for arthur now like i i feel like everybody at some point in time has encountered arthur whether it's the books whether it's just catching the tv show seeing you know toys whatever it's in a dark uh, it's alley just, in a dark alley you know <laughs> Teaching you about uh, what drugs to take. Yeah, teaching uh, you about getting mugged. Get mugged. Get <laughs> yeah. thugged. Uh, but Arthur, other than being a you know a real you know baller, uh, he <laughs> Arthur is you know un- unbelievably 
Well, well, he's an, yeah. he's an so you've seen Arthur. He's an aardvark. We all know this. It's weird. But anyway, uh, it's the single longest running U.S. kids animated show. Wow. It huh. has been on since 1996 consistently with 23 seasons with two planned for the future. That's 25 total seasons. Oh, my God. And, I had no and what's fucking no crazier idea. is that it's also the second longest running animated show in the U.S. ever behind The right. Simpsons. Oh, right. wow. Which That's I just cannot crazy. fucking believe. I, so, I mean, had no idea. Right. There's 246 episodes of Arthur, 480 segments. This show is prolific as fuck. And honestly, it's, it is really just a great kids show. It, it honestly does, it does kind of like what you were saying, Joe, about how Friends, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air deals with like a lot of serious concepts. Yeah. And, yeah. and Sesame Street has started to do that too. But Arthur like goes into a lot of different things dealing with kids who have like, you know, different disabilities like asthma and dyslexia and like diabetes and just all those kinds of things to sort of make kids who maybe have them feel a little bit more noticed and, and you know, more normal, right. which is awesome. And, uh, and all that. yeah, and represented yeah. everything. And, you know, all, all the characters in the show are different animals and things like that. But um, I, I definitely always, you know, saw the show on TV and I, I would catch it, you know, here and there. And, um, you know, it wasn't one that I would watch religiously, but I always loved the theme song. And uh, the theme song is called Believe in Yourself. And it is by Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers. Ziggy Marley, famously Bob Marley's son, uh, and just downright great feel-good tune. And, and definitely the first time I ever heard, like, reggae music at all. Um, and it's just, it's got a catchy, you know, kind of lyric to it, and it's got a good message and everything, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So before we, before we listen to um, the theme song, one of the other things that's kind of fun to, to go through is that the show actually over the years have had a lot of celebrity guests who've just done like a one character appearance kind of thing. And so uh, I was going to go through some of those. So you had uh, Mr. Rogers, um, Art Garfunkel, Yo-Yo Ma, for those of you, for you classic music geeks out there, uh, Alex Trebek, the Backstreet Boys, Larry King. Uh, let's see. Um, we have Matt Damon, Joan Rivers, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Neil Gaiman, randomly. Jeez. He was in an episode as himself. Uh, Alan Cumming, uh, BJ Novak, and Jane Lynch. Just, just hmm. to name a few. Wow. So pretty fun. Obviously, you know, when you have 23 seasons with two on the way, it's bound to happen that you're going to have guest uh, appearances and things like that. Mm, um, right. And the, the other thing that I, I definitely really resonated a lot with Arthur when I was a kid was I did have a lot of the books. And I had two of the, um, the computer games, which were part of a series called the, the Arthur's Living Books. And essentially what they did was they just took one of his storybooks that you could have bought you know, in the store. And then page for page, they recreated it as a computer game that you know, essentially you could just click through it and it would read you the story, but every single scene was totally interactable. So you could click on everything and it would do all sorts of fun little animations and, you know, all kinds of, you know, fun stuff would happen. And I remember messing with these so much. I, I had the Arthur's birthday and I also had Arthur's teacher trouble. And Arthur's teacher was Mr. Ratburn, which was just like <laughs> such a gross name. Like, ooh, Mr. Ratburn, ooh, but he was a good guy. 
Uh, but yeah, I love these computer games and definitely enjoy the show. But yet, without further ado, let's check out uh, let's check out "Believe in Yourself" by Ziggy Marley. Every day when you're walking down the street, and everybody that you meet has an original point of view, and I say, Hey, what a wonderful kind of day! Learn to work and play And get along with each other You got to listen to your heart Listen to the beat Listen to the rhythm The rhythm of the street Open up your eyes Open up your ears Get together and make things better By working together It's a simple message And it comes from the heart Oh, believe in yourself For that's the place to start Start and I say Wonderful kind of day If we can learn to work and play And get along with each other You got to listen to your heart Listen to the beat Listen to the rhythm The rhythm of the street Open up your eyes Open up your ears Get together and make things better By working together It's a simple message And it comes from the heart Oh, believe in yourself For that's the place to start Alchemy's 
picks. So, 8-Bit, tell us about your other two picks. Yes. All, all that ec- epicness that we all just that, All that epicness. Yeah, yes. so after, after Arthur epicosity. and all the, feel, all the feel-goodness, we got into some more epicosity. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so the, the second song was, uh, was the theme song to, in case you didn't know, because they didn't like you know say it three times or anything, Beast Wars! Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and that was a show that was my introduction to Transformers. And uh, I definitely have a soft spot. You know, this was of the era of like those those CG shows, like reboot. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were really just experimenting with 3D animation and stuff. But man, I loved Beast Wars, and I remember yeah. just you know watching it on Saturday mornings and stuff, like mm-hmm. with with Parasite Steve, and and we got really into it. And I, honestly, for a really long time, we were like recording every episode on uh, on like VHS tapes and stuff. Yeah, I remember liking this show a lot back in the day, but it was kind of hard for me to go back to like you know a few years ago and right. try to rewatch some of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like you said, it's like like the beginnings of like that CG style, and there's you know it, it hasn't aged particularly well. No, not at all, for sure. Yeah. It, it's so much harder to go back like to that. than old animation. Yeah, that's how I feel about PS1 games a lot of the time. Right. Yeah, old yeah, like, polygons like, look so oh, much worse. Oh, man, it's because you're on that I know. new technology. Yeah, but you, know, yeah. you have to crawl before you can walk, so that's right. you have to yep, start yep. somewhere. Yep. Yeah, and in this case, they walked on all fours. But uh, I, I had a lot of the toys for Beast Wars as well, and I thought the toys just kicked ass. Because, like, mm-hmm. say what you want about the animation, I love the designs. Oh, yeah. All, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the what are they, the Predacons and... Uh, uh, were they Decepticons still? Yes, yeah, the, yeah. The oh, no, no, oh no, oh no, oh Maximals, Maximals, Maximals and Predacons. Predacons. That's yes. okay. Yep, I could. I I was like the Maximals. I totally forgot that name. Um, yes, I loved their design. I loved how you know they had animal mode and robot mode. So it's like mm. you know they they were gone were the the you know vehicles and you just had all these different animals and cheetah, white tiger, gorilla, you know. And then a lot of the the bad guys were like just in the gamut of like, you know, dinosaurs and then bugs and like, yeah. you know, just like they kind of just were doing whatever whatever yeah yeah whatever the hell but I, you know you you know you have characters like waspinator who's like so incredibly annoying but i loved his design i thought he looked cool and and uh so you i mean, loved as, like, the as a as an in, in his robot form you mean yes yeah yeah so there were some really great designs in there and it was a show that you know i i liked the uh the sequel, even you know, Beast Machines was yes. was cool. I didn't I didn't watch as much of it for some reason. Yeah. Um. But I st- I still really liked it, and uh, and you know now you got uh, Netflix and they're they're talking about their whole new you know the Transformers War for Cybertron trilogy oh, that they're yeah. doing, and then you know you got the first part which is coming out uh, July thirtieth. So by the time y'all oh, hear like, this, yeah, it's out. It's out oh, there. Yeah. You, you all probably have uh, opinions on it. I hopefully we all do as well. Um, but the you know the third chapter of this trilogy is called Kingdom, and there's a lot of heavy hinting that they're going to be pulling back some of these Beast Wars characters, yeah, and and bringing the you know hopefully Maximals and Predacons into this this trilogy, which will be so friggin' cool. Yeah, uh, I'm very yeah. excited to see that happen. Yeah, so, I, I can't wait. Not, I'm just I'm just I'm really glad that they're not just sticking with the G1. They're actually like broadening the horizons. Like, okay, let's yep. go back to this era of the Transformers. Beast Machines, Beast uh, Wars, or whatever. Uh, 
I just think that's freaking fantastic. It's it's super cool. I, I would love so, it if we could. It's, it's so underappreciated. I think it is. It is. I know. And in the the pantheon of Transformers stuff, I feel like it typically just falls by the wayside, which is funny because for me, it's like it's the thing for me. Like right. that was the one when I when I was growing up. Right, and I, but, I um, start I started with the G one, and even mm. when this show first came out, I was kind of like iffy on it. But I don't know. I I loved it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I, I loved yeah. I loved the fact that um, uh, what's his name, leader, uh, Optimus Primal. Optimus Primal, yeah. Optimus Primal. He kind kind of resembled Optimus Prime. Yep. Kind of, but wasn't exact. Yeah, he looked enough like him. You knew it's like he okay. Knew, yeah, you knew he was Prime. Leader. Yep. Yeah. And everyone else was different. And of course, now you have Megatron, who's always going to be Megatron no matter what. Megatron and Galvatron. And yes. in, in any version of Transformers, it's going to be either Megatron or Galvatron. Right. Like That's they'll it. never screw with him. Yeah. Um, totally. And uh, yeah, for a spinoff, it's pretty pretty ballsy for them to go for it. But it definitely paid off. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what they do with this new trilogy and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and seeing how they tie that in. Uh, it would be really fun to do like a watch party or something. Oh, absolutely. If, yeah. if, when it came yes. out, you know, just to check that. I would love that. Um, but yeah, so uh, without, without further ado, uh, the, the third song in that trilogy was one that I hope most of you know, because it is just, oh, it's so iconic and it is so righteous. It just has so much freaking like presence. And that is the theme song to the Superman, the animated series. Um, you know, you can't do much better than the Batman and the Superman animated series theme songs, in my opinion. Like, they oh, yeah. just perfectly capture those characters. And um, what I wanted to mention was that the uh, theme song was actually composed by a woman named Shirley Walker. And uh, she was one of the very few female film composers working in Hollywood in, in that time period at all. And uh, she, she has had a number of various different movies and shows that she's worked on, but... Um, hasn't really been credited a whole hell of a lot, um, you know, which is really unfortunate. I mean, she did some work on Batman, the animated series, even um, scoring the second opening theme song that they I, apparently had switched to. Um, there was like, uh, she did some work in Nightbreed, uh, you know, alongside Danny Elfman. Oh, really? And, yeah, just like a, a bunch of random movies that you've heard of in, in some uh, some shows and things like that. But she did the main title theme of, uh, of this. And she also did the title theme of the Spawn animated series, oh. which, which we've talked about a little bit on our MTV episode. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was wicked cool. Shirley Walker, you know, definitely kick ass to know about, uh, you know, a really awesome female composer in the industry that, hell, I, I never knew about. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Superman animated series show is, it's the single of reference that I have for liking Superman in the first place. Like, I knew the comics, I knew the character, and I always thought he was just overrated. Like, he's too white bread, he's too, you know, just ideal. And that animated series was awesome. And they yes. did so many cool things. And obviously, if I read the comics, I would certainly have more perspective. But for me, they really showed me what you could do with interesting bad guys, how you could really challenge Superman. You know, you have all these interesting characters. You have Metallo, right? Like, he's a super cool bad guy. You have all these different different ways to challenge him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know, the t- Tim Daly as the voice of Superman is so iconic for me. Love him. Yeah. Uh, Love him. Just, yeah. just so 
perfectly Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, he, um, I think he actually, from what I read, he reprised his role as Superman most recently in a, uh, a series of Six Flags rides that were oh, really? that had like voiceover work done and uh <laughs> and so he actually reprised the role of superman and, and alongside a number of other people for this six fly six flags ride and i'm like oh man that's so cool right. but yeah i mean he'll always be superman to me and yeah. you know any other superman voice sounds good you know but never never quite nailed it um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean this show should need no introduction, but if if you've never seen it, it's got three seasons, fifty four episodes, a hundred percent worth your time. Just awesome, you know. I I loved going through this with Parasite Steve back in the day, and still would love to re go through it. Um, and obviously, it spun off into things like Justice League and all that, which were great on their own. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, so can't can't understate it. And the theme song is just so oh, ba ba ba. So awesome. It's just so it's so monumental. It's awesome. Metropolic. Yes. But yeah, this is the first time I loved Superman too. I never Yeah, same here. Like I mean, I've never read the comics. I mean, I was, I was never that big in, into comics anyways. So all, all the these comic characters that I know is because of Parasite Steve. Because he was the big Marvel guy and probably still is, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> I, I've always loved the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. But as far as animated movies go, eh, no, not at all. Right. But the DC animated movies fucking amazing the the tv yeah. shows and the, the anime movies were so well done yep yep absolutely like so the, that that golden era of, of like dc tv yeah. shows especially the, the stuff for the first like 15 years like just mm-hmm. so. yeah i mean uh, you you compare like superman batman uh the cartoons versus the x-men that we got around the yeah. same time and it's yeah. like Oh my god! Whoa, whoa, right, what? Right, the X Men were so like goofy, <laughs> hokey, and you know it's like they're fun and you like the characters and whatever. But like you could literally sit someone down and be like, "No, pay attention to this yeah, freaking no. cartoon show. Yes. It's goddamn good." Right, like yeah. it's, it's good. It's the, your opinion is wrong. Right, <laughs> it's like it's that it's that rare instance where the animation in the theme matches the quality of the show. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It, it definitely you don't feel a loss in quality with right. the show, like like with Mega Man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or Thundercats or Thundercats or Tiger Shark or Tiger Shark yeah. or Silverhawks. And- most of, most of them really, right? <laughs> right. Super bait and switch robot Mega Man. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so those are my three. Awesome. That's cool. that's nice. what I'm those are some. We got some good picks here. Heck yeah. yeah. Some, some good picks. Yeah. So, we've been chatting about our favorite themes from 1978, 1987, 1990, and 1996. But I want to ask you, amazing audience, this week's Octoponder to This, which is basically the same thing as last year, what is your favorite theme song, but... 
top tier trash TV show. So one good theme song, that? bad show. Yes. yes, good theme song to a bad bad show. show. Exactly. So think about that for a bit, and we will go on a short break. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. That strange show, Throwdown Thursday, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Three Guys That Horror, the new and improved Super Retro Throwback reviews the audio files 2.0. This is probably one of Dwayne's worst films. Yeah, he's allowed to have a tooth fairy every now and then, sure. Yeah, this is a tooth fairy and then some, because it does not show the monsters tearing up buildings until the... last 20 minutes of the movie that that's what right. the game is it's fucking monsters tearing up a fuck a fucking city secret underground hideouts cinema with harrison smith dorks the podcast the dorkening black and white fright the wicked horror show subscribe to all these awesome shows anywhere podcasts can be found for more information check out the Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hi, I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts host of, of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we will will see you you next Thursday. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back aboard, everyone. So I've asked you this week's Octopunt of this, which is awesome theme, trashy TV shows. But first, we are going to do our best to answer the thing ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I think we're, we'll, we'll do what we did last year. We'll just, we'll just play the songs, and then we will talk about 
the episodes. Or the and you guys can whatever. guess like which yeah, one. You guys can guess. Right. 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 So let's get to it right now. Stop me 
so those were our themes with trashy TV shows. And the first song came from the show Perfect Strangers. So who picked that one? Anyone? Bueller? Hey, it wasn't me. Yeah, people are going to disagree with me on this, but I hated this show. <laughs> uh, so you're the culprit. <laughs> oh my yes it was me boss rush mode point and laugh at me but it's like oh everyone at school at the time this uh this show came out in 1986 so, like everyone at school could not shut the fuck up about this show and i <laughs> fucking could not stand it like the friggin i mean bronson pinchot great actor he did a great job for the role he was given but oh my god i could not stand that fucking character at all Bar- yeah. Pelkey, Bar- i can i can understand that oh my i can understand that would be like the, the deal breaker for the show i wanted to numb my own eyebrows off every time he came on the fucking screen i was like god damn it make it stop <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus and but, then, um, but the show the, who, the song though the song is amazing. I love, amazing. Yes, I love the show. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the theme not, song the is theme song, fucking yeah. top tier. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do legitimately love this freaking theme song. Yeah, it's so incredibly <laughs> awesome. It's ridiculously so great. But, uh, yeah, Such a feel-good uh, anthem. It really is. Uh, on the wings of it actually, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Rolling Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Daytona! <laughs> Let's go away! Yeah. Uh, but uh, the guy uh, who played Larry Appleton, uh, Mark Lynn Baker, of course, you know, because, you know, he's a guy and he bonds over, um, like, the woman, uh, Melanie Wilson, who played Jennifer Lyons, I believe her name was, or am I getting the name wrong? But anyway, like, the, the main, like, love interest. It's like, it's yeah. basically, um, well, hey, he's a main guy character, so, of course, all he has to do is just, you know, wear down the woman until she just reluctantly goes out like oh yeah great message and let's do just going on a little side rant uh as much as i love this show the goldbergs they do pretty much the same thing i mean like just like take the whole good goldberg family for instance i mean oh well not adam he's a kid so we're not gonna worry about who who he he dated but his older brother barry basically wore down laney until she finally went out with him because that's all nice i'm throwing air quotes that's all nice guys have to do is just (laughs) Be belligerent and just you know, just whatever. Harass ignorant and just keep, yeah, right. Harass someone until they give up. Oh, and be god. big, so big and tasteless. Oh god! And of course, you know, Murray married way out of his league with Beverly, and uh, and Eric. This is kind of like part of the, you know the show that really kind of like pissed me off. It's like Eric, poor Erica, like the the daughter. And it's like there's there's a part there's like I can't remember exactly what was said, but it was in one of the episodes where her father is actually telling her. Don't overlook a guy because your standards are too high or something to that effect. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. Like every other guy in that show gets to shoot for the fucking stars and you're basically telling the girl she has to settle. Like, <laughs> right. That's off. what I'm saying. That's such oh, wow. crap. Oh, but anyway, wow. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's perfect strangers. Those are all I, fair complaints. Jesus. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I love the show. <laughs> but... But anyway, yeah, Perfect Strangers, great theme song. I don't like the show at all. So gotcha. that nice. was my pick. Nice. Good pick. Very good pick. All right, so the second song we played was Denver, The Last Dinosaur. So this could be pretty obvious. Yeah. There was uh, Tim, was it, was it you, Tim? Was it you, Tim? 
No, not me. <laughs> oh, it was me again, Boss Rush Mode. No. Oh, me, Boss Rush Mode here. Hi. <laughs> I picked them all. He made all four picks. <laughs> Fooled you. Oh, Would I lie? <laughs> uh, so, I, yes, I, I picked Denver the Last Dinosaur, which, if you don't remember, uh, you're lucky. Um, this is definitely... <laughs> Yeah, this is a show that I remember very distinctly loving the song and it would get stuck in my head. Yes. And I remember having the thought, I wish I liked this show because I <laughs> love the song. And, yeah. uh, it is it is a real bad show. It was totally bad. Really dumb, sure. just not really worth even talking that much about. I just wrote a little bit down, but uh, it did run for two seasons. It was part of the Dino Boom. It came out in, uh, I think, 80, 89. And uh, it revolves around the adventures of a group of California teens, plucky California teens, I'm sure, who find and uh, swipe a dinosaur egg on a visit to the La Brea Tar Pits. And later, the damn thing hatches into a new pal who they welcome into their, their group and they name Denver. And, of course, antics ensue. Basically, it was Scooby-Doo, but without the plot. <laughs> He's right. my friend and a whole lot more. And honestly, I don't want to know what the whole lot What the more fuck part. else was he? Jeez, I don't want to weird. Yeah, that, that, that whole oh, lot more sounds. How much? Yeah, it's not like, he's not there. like and more. A whole no. lot more. A whole lot more. Right. whole lot. No, I don't want to know. I don't know what Don't, don't want. Can, being your friend is enough. And uh, he would like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even want him as a friend play guitar sometimes he would just make like annoying sounds he was like you know like because scooby can talk a little bit but i don't i don't know if he talked really but uh, he made noises he was just it was a stupid he was just a stupid he was a show. dumb character it's a yeah, big so stupid big like ever like, like no one on that show was likable like they all sucked i don't remember yeah. specific humans but anyway <sighs> that's that show that was my pick denver the last dinosaur piece of shit Mm. Moving and now on. they're all dead. And now they're all dead. Yes! Except for me. And now they all are and now they all are dead. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the third song is Beverly Hillbillies 90210. Oh my god, Beverly Hills. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> We are keeping that in there. We're keeping that in there. We'll show everyone, we will show everyone how dumb I am. Uh, you're damn right we are. I would totally watch goddamn enough work and post I gotta do. <laughs> That's Joe's amazing. just always thinking about weirdo. I, 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 yeah, that's true. I'm not going to lie. Um, Beverly Hills, 90210. I love the theme song. Yeah. It doesn't have any lyrics, thankfully. Banner um, man out, banner man out, clap clap. <laughs> so so good. Bap, I love bap. it. I love it. That I mean that. I remember that show being on. Um, I want to say Thursdays every Thursday night, and uh, I would just like just watch that intro and listen to the song and then walk away because I fucking hated it. <laughs> my trash. sister you wouldn't even I, shut off the tv you're just like i'm gone bye well yeah. i mean my, my sister would watch it and i knew she would watch it so i was just like when it's on i'll be yeah. like okay what well, listen yep. to this theme song get my 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 cheap thrill my, for the week. My, my cheap thrill for the for the week and 
and then and just walk away. I just hate this fucking show. I hate soap operas, and that's what this was. This was yeah, like a really yeah. shitty teen soap opera show, and it was <clears> on <throat> redundant. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um, it had uh, uh, Jason uh, Presley who who played uh, Jason Priestley. Priestley. Uh, he played the character Brendan Walsh, and he had Shannon Doherty who played his younger sister, Brenda Walsh, um, mm-hmm. Jane, Janie Garth, who played Kelly Taylor, uh, Ian Zerberg, who is Ziernig. Ziernig, or whatever you pronounce his name. Or Ziering. Ziering. I can't pronounce his name. but He's, he the, played, he's the guy from the uh, Sharknado. Shark, Sharknado, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm. So and that, he also did one of the main uh, voices in Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's right. That's right. Um, I have a TV tray of that show. Really? Nice. And that's yeah. all. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and that's all. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. <laughs> By the manic. more you know. Reading Rainbow. Nice. Yep. Nice. <laughs> uh, and, and you had Gabriel Cartiris. I think that's how you pronounce your last sure, name. Sure, it sounds it sounds perfect. Yeah, yeah, I sure. think so. Uh, she played she played Andrea uh, Zuckerman. Who was yeah. like the the smart one in the show? Like she was like the the nerdy one, or she mm-hmm. looked nerdy because she nerdy had, to me. Yeah, yeah, talked nerdy to me. Hell yeah! Um, mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Luke Perry, who played Dylan McKay. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Perry passed away not that long ago. I think he had a heart attack or something. Um, but he was also in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, the movie. Um, I think he was in. He was in Riverdale when he passed away. He was still on that. Oh, show that's there. right. Yeah. That's yeah. My right. my daughter, uh, well, Doctor Matteo, she watches that show, uh, and they they had to work it into the show that that he, he was killed. Well, to oh, be wow. fair, actually, if I was on actually, to be fair, if I was on that show, I'd want to die too. To be to be fair, <laughs> so would I. But but I have to say, if I'm ever gonna give Riverdale credit for anything, it is this one fucking thing, which is the way Matthew they, Perry. So that no, the way that they killed him off, it wasn't Matthew Perry. I know, I didn't make I mixed it. <laughs> <laughs> the way that they uh killed off uh his character was he had stopped to help uh this lady on the side of the road at, late at night and it was uh she had like she had a car trouble or something. And he was a mechanic and he stopped to help her and then another car came along and killed him. And the yeah. lady that he was helping was played by Shannon Doherty. Oh, no kidding. Oh, pretty cool. Right? Wow. And she, and she okay. came on and uh, like, I mean, you could tell she was really crying. Um, right. uh, obviously, she is really unhealthy too. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's been, uh, she's been fighting cancer like off for, and on. Off and on wow. for so long. So, yeah. so, so long. Yeah. Uh, and she's not in a super good place even right now, I guess. But uh, she, you know, they, they, they asked her to do that and she did that and it was it was really like I I I couldn't believe how how like moving it was like it was mm-hmm. I didn't watch the episode but it was like they were watching it and I'm like I'm like oh it's oh it's the episode they okay they're dealing with that like all right let's see this um, so that show is garbage but um, mm-hmm. that was yeah. that was I thought as most CW shows are yes yeah uh, I, I thought that was pretty well handled and I thought that was a neat mm-hmm. thing to do but, yeah yes yeah. yeah yeah right. And it's a good random, random way to kill off a character. You know, you don't have to worry about a plot line or anything like that. It's yeah. Like, the way he died was surprising. Yeah. 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 It was totally random. Um, yeah. So then we had Brian Austin Green, who played David Silver. 
um, who was like he was kind of like the the, the wannabe hip 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 hop guy. Like he won, he was like a DJ and all that crap. Yeah. Um, he was younger. Yeah, than the rest. Yeah, for sure. And of course, Tori Spelling, who played Donna Martin on the show, who played the daughter of her father in father. life that got rolled. <sighs> exactly. That's the only reason why she was even on the show. Like her acting, still to this day, is awful. I mean, you know, she is the infamous star of the infamous Lifetime movie, Mother, Can I Play With Danger? Mm-hmm. Or, no, Mother, Can I Sleep With Danger? You know, she does have that, which is basically the Lifetime's version of The Room. Uh, <laughs> it's the Lifetime The Room, but uh, anyway, yeah, no, she's pretty bad. All right, so bad. Anyways, moving on. Show's trash. Bam, so, bam. <laughs> So the last one is we all know who this is from because you know whatever uh, process of elimination process of elimination process uh, of illumination so none other than Boss Rushmore oh, yes, yes. Right. yes. God damn it, Berm. what the hell I knew uh, it. Picking all, I know all these bad shows with good theme songs. <laughs> no, you got to take, you got an ear for for music. It's, it's my, it's my superpower. It is. There it you is. go. There you go. So Absolutely. that that last theme song was from the show "The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest." So, a bit. Tell us why do you like this theme and why do you hate the show? Sure, sure. So this was uh, this was one of those shows that I just would always, you know, catch on TV, and I would get so fucking psyched when the theme song would come on because I love this goddamn theme song. Mm-hmm. It is it is so cool and catchy, and I love the drums and just it's it's an awesome theme song, and it's one of the ones that has never left me. Like at any point in the last ten years, if you asked me to hum you the theme song of the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, I would have been able to do it no fucking problem. Because I just love this song, but I always hated the show because I thought Johnny Quest was such a fucking wiener. Like he's just <laughs> such a right. doink. And I'm like, the show is not cool or interesting. And I don't give a shit about what Johnny is up to. He's just a wiener. And and the thing he's is, such is a like, doink. He's, he's a such doink. a wiener. He is. Like, he's like, eh, I can't even save you. Eh. It's like, he's not a hero character. And I mean, maybe that's Of course the you point. can't save him. You're just a normal, like, 11-year-old right. You're a normal 11-year-old doink. And, uh, you know, <laughs> even in the virtual realm of Quest World, you can't save anybody. Um, so, so, uh, I, I am so thrilled to be able to mention this. So the, uh, the theme song for this version of Johnny quest was done by a guy named Gary Lionelli. But as most of you probably know, Johnny quest was a original Hanna-Barbera show from back in 1964. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, there was actually also a new adventures of Johnny quest in 86. So the original, the original theme song was was composed by Hanna Barbera, you know. Are you going to say Hoyt Curtin? Fucking Hoyt Curtin, Hoyt motherfucker. Curtin! <laughs> Hoyt Curtin, making a comeback. Yes. Oh my I'm God. so sorry. We have talked about Hoyt Curtin in exactly three episodes. <laughs> Hoyt Curtin's the man. <laughs> Oh, he's like yes! easily <laughs> yes, <laughs> easily one of the best names in all history, and he's a fucking prolific composer for for Hanna Barbera. Oh, and so, yeah. what's super cool is if you go back and listen to the original um, Johnny Quest theme song, it is 
definitely a very different song. It's it's very big band sounding. It's got a lot of trumpet and stuff like that. But you can hear like a little bit of this kind of melody that's going on. And apparently uh, Gary Lionelli, when he made the theme song for this, was like, well, I want to pull some inspiration from the original. And, uh, you know, he just totally took it in a different direction. And uh, I, I love it. I, I think it's so great. But honestly, mm. it's like, I don't have enough that I can say about the show to yeah. really convince so you why it's bad. Was it? What year was the, the version you're talking about from again? So The Real Adventures is from 96. 96. It it, okay. it, uh, it only had two seasons and it, it aired from ninety six to ninety seven. It had fifty two episodes. You know, I mean, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. not nothing. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, never, honestly, I never saw that one. I liked the one from the eighties though. And okay, I the the new remember, Adventures of Johnny Quest. Yeah, and I remember that Mum actually would always love to watch that with me because she loved the original show when it was on. And the original show, I would honestly love to watch the one from the sixties. It has like such an incredibly unique art style like it looks like a very dramatically lit well, comic book like so it's 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 really cool looking it's in the same sort of style that you know we talked about in the uh the Hanna-Barbera episode that we did of a lot of the shows of that ilk that uh, I called it like the the pulp stuff of the, yeah. the 60s so yep. like Space Ghost and the Herculoids and stuff like that where they had sort of uh like hyper like rendered drawings like they're way better than they should be in a agree cartoon. yeah yes but mm-hmm. the animation was really limited and stiff so there's like that trade-off yep. and you'd right. have that same sort of thing like filmation did where there would be a few like here and there there would be a shot that was like really well animated like mm-hmm. they like spent the day i'm gonna make him swing across this this ravine on this vine and i'm really gonna do so good but like most of the animation is just reused stuff because the drawings were so good it's like well how else are they supposed to like you know keep up this level of quality right yeah yep um so yeah honestly it was it was a show that i tried to watch a lot of times like it was it was on enough it was on um you know I think it had reruns on Toonami. It actually may have originally aired on Toonami, now that I'm thinking about it, in like Cartoon Network. I think it did, it, actually. It was, yeah. yes. It was Cartoon Network, yep. Um, and I, I definitely gave it a fair number of shots, but every time I'm just like, I just don't like this show. Like, it, it was not grabbing me. I don't know. I didn't care about any of the characters. It was just, I don't know, not there for me. But uh, love the theme song. Really good. Absolutely. All right, so those were our answers. Now it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's Octoponder This, which was awesome theme songs, crappy TV shows. If you want to chat about this show or anything retro, you can always reach us in our very popular Facebook group or on Twitter at Redoctopus, or you can always email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. And please don't be shy. Please email us. We want to hear from you guys. Um, because we love doing this and we love hearing other people's opinions about that's right and you can always like leave the show a review on the podcast app of your choice that's right right. give us a little star rating give us a little feedback you know we're really like you know we'd love to hear from more people and our show doesn't have many ratings almost nobody rates anything anymore i mean it's so yeah i mean i'm i'm so, so i do the same thing i you know it's so easy to listen to a show and not bother to rate it, but really, yes. it's, it's really nice to, to see those come in. So if you guys wouldn't mind, if you like the show, please try to leave us a rating somewhere. 
Absolutely. So with that said, it's almost time to catch the, that horizon. Before we say goodbye, let's go to this. Let's go to eat a goddamn snack. Respect Look what I got here, Bob. A Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Your favorite. Respect so hungry. Two steaks for dinner. Didn't get to finish my orange. All the frozen yogurt places were closed. Hey everyone, Boss Rushmore here. Once again, being a gross fuck. Actually, not once again. I'm always a gross. I never stop. I never stop being a gross. <laughs> eternally being. Eternally gross. yours. Eternal gross. But I'm bringing you another gross fuck food hack. And this week. I'm going to tell you a little something that I like to do with uh, ramen noodle packets. Now, I don't know how gross anyone else is with ramen noodles by themselves. I mean, I like to eat two packets, you know, but when I usually make two packets, I'll only use one of the flavor packets. So I'll stick, keep one aside, and I'll use that for other stuff. And uh, a couple of the things <laughs> that I've done lately that I've actually enjoyed a lot using that spare flavor packet is um, uh, you can buy, like, these... Um, these 24 ounce containers like mashed potatoes and like a few different brands make them like Bob Evans or whatever, but it's meant for like, you know, like a family, family meal, like a, for, you know, a side of mashed potatoes. And now uh, one packet flavors that whole thing. I think pretty well. Um, another thing that I like to do, like the 32 ounce bag of tater tots, like half a bag, half a bag of tater tots. You cook those up, put it in an appropriate uh, Tupperware container, shake that up uh, one packet of your flavor, the flavor of your choice, comes out pretty well. You can also do it with popcorn, but I find like there's not a, quite enough popcorn for like a full flavor packet. Is like it's a bit too much, especially when you get near the bottom. It's like whoa, it's like really freaking intense. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah, yeah and you're yeah. definitely you're definitely gonna need a beverage too because that shit don't fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I've got like I'm gonna. You can't see what I'm doing, but I got like a whole bunch of flavor packets in front of me right now. I mean, I got like a chili. There's obviously the uh, the chicken, the beef, uh, chicken tortilla, the uh, sriracha chicken, and one of my personal favorites is pork. Now you stick that in like a bunch of tater tots, and it's like you're eating tater tot pork rinds. It's it's fucking delightful. And, uh, <laughs> That's just something I did on a whim because I'm poor and these things cost like four and a half cents a piece and uh, I was hungry. So uh, there, you go. There, there is my gross fuck food hack for this Excellent. segment. Excellent. It's not even that gross. Like, I mean, yeah, it actually sounds pretty, pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, the, more, the more you reveal your quote unquote gross fuckery, the more I think you're just smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think... My goal is my goal here with the gross fuck food hack is something that I do consider kind of gross and like you know cheap ass, but something people would still actually want to try. Yes, might right. actually enjoy. I don't right, want to like, just like say gross things just for the sake of being gross. Right. right. The grossness oh, like, comes right, from right, you, right. from like your your hygiene. You're like this is a gross thing for a human to do, but right. it tastes pretty good. Hy- not but hygiene. Hey, <laughs> it's like hey, iced coffee and ketchup. Mmm. <laughs> you know, it's like no, that no is one gross. would ever want to do that especially right. especially uh, the food isn't especially gross that, right but ice coffee and cereal hell yeah yes right exactly. yes. yeah yeah right the right. fuck is the gross one not the food the fuck is the <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not gross food fuck hack yes <laughs> which is a, exactly. a whole other show that's a whole other oh show. my god yes uh, holy shit bon appetit <laughs> All right, okay. so 
That wraps up this episode. And if you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoy this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all things that make growing up awesome. Awesome. If you liked what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. As well as being a full-fledged member of the Dorkening, Retro Dog Quiz is still part of the MeBR Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like Old Colony, Cast, Bar Talk, and of course, Inebriart. That is Inebri-Art. As Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. For more information or to su- subscribe to us or any of these awesome shows, please visit inebriart.com. That is Inebri with a dash art.com. I have been your host, Nintendo, and I'm going to watch some TV now. Good job, awesome. Gary. Good job, Hoyt. Hoyt. Yeah. Hoyt. Hoyt. Coyton. Hoyt. 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 Coyton's for you. Coyton's for you. All right. Yeah.